All right, everyone, we are back. We are live for part two of the fight companion for UFC 251 Fight Island. Welcome back. We are getting everything set up for the YouTube. And I believe we are at least somewhat back. Yes, I believe we are back on the YouTubes. Hopefully on the Podbean, we will be back and fine as well. Only moments will tell us. All right, looks like we got Sly back. We got Team Evil back. We figured it out. We were able to get at least into part two. We will see how things work this time around. But we are here for the main card. Nice little intro by Ron Perlman here. Fight Island. Talking about the fights. Let's fucking go. And are we good? Can you guys still hear just a little bit of the uh, the commentary in the background? A little background noise. Never heard anyone. Good. Is it at a good level? Is it overpowering us at all? Perfect. Good. Almost a goddamn professional at this. I tell you what. Good. Yeah, definitely want to keep it faint because I don't want to, you know, get kicked off YouTube or anything like that for any sort of uh, copyright issues. Just want to give a little bit of something there in case anybody, you know, catches anything in the background that, uh, you know, something they wanted to hear. Plus, this way, I can at least hear a little bit of the commentary as well. You can hear it when it's quite perfect. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's what we're shooting for. You know, after like 20 hours of fights, like we might actually get this to be a well-oiled machine. Or we just need to get Jay to actually stay up like a goddamn man. Yeah, we'll definitely have to MacGyver it. You know, I have some pretty nice stuff sitting around as far as the, the stuff I'm using, but yeah, this Podbean app is definitely held together with with duct tape. With all of that noise, we thank you so much for being with us tonight for UFC 251. I'm John Ann. So Kamara Usman is the welterweight champion. Yeah, duct tape, rubber bands, some old Elmer's paste. This is a man who has truly captivated the masses in a special way over the last 12 months. 
He is Jorge Masvidal. He is game bred. And tonight, 17 plus years into his pro career, he vies to complete his mission and leave the island as the undisputed best in the world. With that, we bring in the former. Here we go, pitches. Things are about to get started. I know this is a week we first fight of the main card should be what Amanda Rebus versus uh, Paige Van Sant. Should be a goddamn bard burner. But now finally finding his stride. I mean, the year that he had last year, knocking out Darren Till, Ben Askren, destroying Nate Diaz, and then now stepping up on short notice to take on a monster like Kamara Usman, a man that seems almost unbeatable. I mean, this is just incredible, John. All right, so let's get into it. Kamara Usman's won 15 in a row. He has been a that whole UFC game thing. That's just. <sighs> Like, I hate to say it because I'm going to be a, a dumbass that, you know, gets it anyway. But, like, I wish people would just stop EA from being EA. Like, they just fuck everything up anymore. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, probably one of the best MMA games was the... uh the EA MMA game they had years and years ago, the one that had like Fedor in it when they had what Strike Force and some other some other companies. Absolutely, they're too big. They're too big and they're too dependent on fucking microtransactions. They've gone from a game company to a gambling company. So just a level set. We're all going for Masvidal in the uh, main event, right? Nobody wants to see Usman win, despite the fact that we all probably think he is. Yeah, loot boxes are, are shit. Nothing else. We should have two pretty exciting fights, because if you think of Piotr Jan... Versus Aldo, I don't think that can be boring. It could definitely be Aldo getting knocked out in a minute and a half. But then same thing with Holloway versus Volkanowski. Like, that's going to be an exciting fight. Again, it could end in a round, but it's going to be exciting. So we should be in for a fun night. Yeah, Jan should absolutely win. But, like, I think we could all say that, like, it would be awesome to watch Aldo come back and beat him. And take the title again. Well, here was the scene at the forum here yesterday. There seems to be some heat and friction on this second meeting that absolutely did not accompany their first meeting back in December. So an interesting backdrop to say the least to this co-headliner tonight. And that is not all, of course. The first title fight you will see. Piotr Jan trying to break through against the King of Rio, Jose Alves. Yeah, I could see being, you know, somewhat overall, though, being, you know, he's been around as long as he has. He's he's definitely past his prime, but you never know, right? Like, if we see old-school Aldo coming out there chopping leg kicks and working the clinch, like, it would be fun to watch. But, yeah, Jan is Jan's at the early part of his of his prime. Especially after the way he completely destroyed Faber. Not that Faber is anything 
outstanding at this point of his career either, but yeah, Jan has been super entertaining to watch. Are you talking Jan bigger than Aldo or Aldo bigger than Jan? I think technically Aldo is probably bigger being that he had rough cuts in the, you know, in the weight class above where he's fighting now. I think overall, Aldo's probably the slightly, slightly bigger guy. And good Lord, Jessica Andrade definitely looks like she has taken all of the horse meat available in Brazil. Gotta love how they always try to hype up Van Zant. Like there wasn't much to say there. And he still kind of tries to word salad it with the at times she has shown that she has been in a fight and stuff. Well, yeah, Zonian, she's she's definitely hot, but like, yeah. Yeah, Anik's not great as far as selling a fight, but uh, I think really the only thing that he truly excels at is talking about the betting lines because he's a degenerate gambler. Yeah, he can absolutely. Well, he's not really solid color. He's almost more of a play-by-play guy. Which is weird because it's not like he's necessarily that well-versed in what's actually going on. But yeah, he's he's something. John Annex a guy. He's on the show. So technically, Bisping should be the color guy. So it should be more of Anik just pointing out, like, here's the guy, you know, throwing this and this and this. And color should be more talking about the fighters. And yes, they can go a little bit into more technically why they're doing what they're doing. But like the actual call of like, you know, left hand by Van Zant. Technically, that should be Anik. 
a lot of princes want to see my fight. So I'm like, oh, yes, you will see the best fight of the night. Back in the octagon for the first time in more than a year. Paige Van Zandt wants to make up for lost time by defeating... What's the over-under on if uh, Van Zandt goes out and just breaks her arm like she did like three times looking for this fight? After breaking her arm three times and having as many surgeries over an 18-month period, it's been an uphill battle for Van Zandt. God damn it, just checked. So for people that haven't been around here since the beginning, I spent $65 on this goddamn thing on ESPN+, and ESPN+, Plus won't work for me. I hate you, ESPN, and I hope you hear this. Testing one, two, three. All right, Sly Dog is live. Can you hear me? Can't. Can you guys hear Sly Dog? Because again, I can't fucking hear Sly Dog, and this is stupid. Can you hear me, guys? <laughs> this is son crazy. of a whore. Hey, what's up, brother? Should I start commentating like Ryan? Both of cool. us commentating over Hold the on one second. Other? Let me see something. Hey, Ryan. Is Sly Dog still talking? No, I'm not talking, dickface. <laughs> I hey, legit Ryan. cannot hear anything. Awesome. Ryan, are you a Peter Puffer? <laughs> Do you suck dicks? Well, good thing I don't host the show normally because apparently <laughs> this Podbean app doesn't fucking like me. I wonder if it's just this browser. So, like, I'm on Firefox. I don't know what normally Jay uses, whether it's Chrome or nobody sure. uses Internet Explorer or Edge or whatever it's called. But goddamn, sure you are, Ryan. Let's hear your next excuse. <laughs> If I mute, unmute, all, all that shit he's given Jay. Jay knows how to actually do this, but all that shit he gives Jay. Well, son of a whore. Apparently, Sly is here, probably talking over each other because I can't hear him. Well, if you get the is dick he out of your ear, you could hear me, Ryan. Ryan, pull dick out of ear and listen. <laughs> Oh, of all things, I tell you what. <laughs> I've had a couple to drink tonight, guys. Huh. Uh, that won't work. I hope you're all doing good. You know, I hope life is semi-normal for all of you now. Son of a whore. Yeah, I cannot hear anything that Sly is saying. And there is absolutely no setting or anything that I can change on it. I could keep roasting him, but, you know, it's he's an unarmed man. 
It's, it's kind of not fair. He can't fire back. Oh, well, back. That's not. He blocked me. Can you guys hear me? He blocked me. I just well, got a that message. doesn't work. Ladies and gentlemen, we are... I got a message saying I'm blocked. By host. Can you guys still hear me or am I blocked? What's up, oh, Macy yeah, D? Sly. No, that was accidentally me. I clicked the wrong thing. I was looking for any settings on, on you that I could do to somehow make it to where I could hear you. And yeah, nothing worked. So it, it blocked you for like 30 seconds and unblocked you right away. Of course you were looking in settings on me. So yeah, you're absolutely not blocked, but I also absolutely cannot hear you. Straight up, guys. I've only told a couple people this. I have pictures of Bruce Buffer that that would get him probably fired from a UFC event I was at one time. We hung out together. But I'm not down for ruining somebody's life or all these movements for shit that happened, you know, many years ago. Rich Mitchell, our referee for this one, the pay-per-view opener. It was from an event I went to in, I think, 2000 or 2001. I was really young then. And it was on an Indian reservation, and he did the event there. And and I had, and back then, nobody had camera phones. I had All right, here we camera, go. And I took a bunch of pictures. You know, Time check, at least for then. me, I am at... 52, 51, 50, so 450 of the first. I have no idea where Sly is because I can't hear him, even though you can. Ryan, you can hear me if you just take the dick out of your ear, as I said, you know, many times. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny. I can see, like, if I, if I pull up the Podbean app where I have to be to get uh, some of the YouTube stuff, like, I can see where he's talking and I can see the audio coming out. I just can't hear anything out of the actual like browser-based application that you have to use to, to run this podcast. Super weird. Ebos with the takedown already. Might be a uh, short night for uh, Paige Van Zant. You guys must be ahead of me. All right, there. She just got taken down. Fuck, Ryan's 10 seconds ahead of me. I guess I can't really commentate. Guys, I've never been one for pirating. I don't care if other people do it, just a personal choice. I've, I generally pay for everything, but I tried to 
Just like Ryan, I attempted to jump through a trillion hoops to watch UFCs, and it, it's too much work. I'm not cut out for signing up here, giving this email address, doing this, entering this code to watch an event. So it's oh, much easier. Armbar, this may be over very, very quickly. So I'm watching a live stream. Yep, there it is. She's going to get it. Yep. Well, that didn't last long. P-Boss wins. Paige Van Zandt on the last fight of her contract. Probably leaving the UFC. Probably going to make a lot of money somewhere else, despite being a kind of a mid-tier fighter. Yeah, Zonian. Van Zant got locked up in an armbar. Fight over. And Paige will make more money. And yeah, than he, Invicta will. is definitely still a thing. It's just, you know, it's Invicta. If Jay was here, he could probably tell you all about it. Or if I could hear him. Sly could probably tell you all about it. This is just screwed up, guys. This, you know, two commentators that can't hear each other. This feels like coming to the USA. I wonder. When people can't speak Arabic. I'm being paged. Yeah. Did you call me? Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. My live stream. Oh, there it goes. Do you guys in the chat need a live stream to watch this? Yes or no? Yeah, I don't know what's it. going I on tried. with the whole Sly thing, as far as me not being able to hear a goddamn thing he's saying. Uh, let's see. You know what? I'm going to try to call into a different slot. Very impressive, Amanda. Hi, right, Michael. Thank you very much. And we are joined by Amanda Hebas. It has been so amazing for us to get to know you and just to feel your infectious energy. I know you're emotional right now, but 4 0 in the UFC, you got to be pretty happy with the way things went tonight. I thank you. Salam alaikum to everyone. I was trying to learn some words in Arabian. I want to say thank you to the UFC to give me uh, the opportunity to fight here, to do my work. 
and I think I think this you doesn't matter whatever you are doesn't matter who you are what really matter is what you want to do with your life I was training my city small city testing one two three okay you know something crazy what? I can hear sly dog Ryan How's it going? Man, you missed you missed at least twenty minutes of me, you know, praising you, telling all these guys how appreciative I am of you taking time out of your night to do all this for us, for for everything for the past couple of months. Uh, just the email you sent me with the diet information, all the stuff that you've done. So, it's, with that being said, thank you, brother. Oh, absolutely, man. How's the, have you tried some of the stuff in the diet that I sent? Oh, the only thing I did was uh, I'm in the process of purchasing the cranberry juice because I read about that because I saw it in that diet. I never heard of such, I never heard of that before. That real cranberry juice, not the fake kind. Yeah, just so you know, it tastes absolutely fucking horrendous. So, you ready for it? I'll be fine. There's nothing I can't stomach. Yeah, so I think I figured out what's going on. Apparently, I think it's Firefox just doesn't like this app. So I just converted over to Chrome real quick. And I think we're good. Yeah, nice. Most likely, you know, when Jay got this going back then, it was quarantine. We were all just sitting at home. So he probably had more time to dink with it than you. Right, yeah, I haven't. I had never even logged into Podbean as the podcast until, uh, yeah, we went live like, uh, God, what was it, three and a half hours ago? So, yeah, I think we're good now. So at least by the time we do the next one of these, like we should be a relatively well-oiled machine. So now that you're at the helm and you have the admin tools, you need to look around and make recommendations to JM what control you have. Well, yeah, so the first thing I did is I added myself as an admin so at least if nothing else if we have crazy stuff happening in the chat i can try to get rid of it going forward the problem is we still have this issue where people even if they're banned they can keep logging in and out and it'll keep cycling their name in the chat so we need to figure that out but other than that i think we should be good and at least me paying more attention to the chat with jay which I can give him that. I have two eyes. He only has one, so it probably is easier for me to uh, look at a couple things at the same time. Yeah, probably. And you might be a little bit more sober <laughs> during them. I think you know. I think he needs to loosen up, you know. So he <laughs> smokes the wax, and you're just easy. I don't think you give a shit. Oh yeah, I've lived my life of the. Uh... Kind of the, the way of thinking that giving a fuck is way too much effort. So I'm, I'm all in. So how are you doing? How are you doing since the wreck? Are you mending? Yeah. yeah I'm, so mostly, like, most of the bruising and stuff is pretty much gone. It was never terrible. Like, my spine was more kind of the scary part. But even with that, like, I've gotten to the point where at least I can sleep, you know, four, maybe five hours at a time, which is, I mean, it's a pretty good night of sleep for most people. So I think I'm almost back to normal. I still haven't been able to really lift or anything. So hopefully that'll be something possibly next week. All right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of us called that, you know, that something must have happened, you know, because you just went, you know, MIA. 
Yeah, that was an absolute son of a bitch. And like, you, so I'm a person that doesn't like to be tied to my cell phone anyway. But like, if you get in a wreck and you break your cell phone, it is amazing how detached from the world you are until like that next day when you can go replace it. Like that's, it just shows you like how, how tied we are to simple things like that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. How many messages did you have from Jay? Did he blow your phone up? Uh, not a ton. There was uh, probably four or five or something through Facebook Messenger. That's generally the way he'll contact me. I had the same thing from like several people, though. He's like, uh, we're going to get together with uh, a few folks later that evening for, you know, we're just going to grill some food while like fireworks and shit was going on. So, yeah, when I... Uh, I went and replaced the phone and got it booted back up. Yeah, it was uh, my phone was buzzing for like two or three minutes straight. So how you been, Sly? Had friends over today for the first time since all this. So good. Good food. I didn't see a, a random thread of you showing off food again. <laughs> well, that's because it wasn't worth showing off. It was mac and cheese, uh, fried rice, hamburgers, bratwurst, salad, potato ch- or Doritos. Hey, you! Oh, you always say at least in the last one that you put out there, you also had the bowls of chips, which was kind of funny in contrast to everything else. Uh, that is because uh, we. I think that's something that all of you take for granted. Those are very popular with, I think, probably a lot of people that didn't grow up in the United States. That You don't get a lot of junk food like that in other places. So it tastes good as shit. I think, did I see flaming Hot Cheetos in there? Yes. That's because I love those things. Those things are fucking amazing. Even though... Uh, okay, The other day I went to a family event and uh, this guy, Johnny... Well, that's his American name. He found the dude took those flaming hot Cheetos and was telling us you shouldn't eat these kids. And he did some experiment with them where he set the fuckers on fire with something and he showed us how flammable they were. So, interestingly uh, apparently, enough, yeah, so that's actually a survival technique. Um, and it's not necessarily just for Cheetos, but it's also for like any sort of corn chip. So if you take like a bag of Fritos, you can light a Frito on fire and it's going to burn for quite a while. And, and all it really is, is just the way that it, it soaks in some of the oil that it's fried in. He, so crushed, up tic tac, he crushed up orange Tic Tacs, put them on top of those flaming Hot Cheetos and then set the thing on fire. And this thing looked like a fucking torch on a plate though. And I'm just like, yeah, I might die because I eat those things, but... Eh, you'll be fine. There's much worse things that you could be shoveling in your mouth than some wonderful flaming hot Cheetos. But uh, that diet was overwhelming. The amount of information I've never seen anything like it. Just so you know, uh, I, I mean, too much. To, I, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't even come up with questions. Yeah. So the interesting thing. So that that was entirely put together by uh, a body a bodybuilder and powerlifter uh, named Stan Efferding. And the great thing about him is like anything that he's putting in there, he'll reference. So at least you can see kind of, you know, the background of exactly why he's saying what he says. 
So, yeah, I, I did some of the stuff he had in there for quite a while. Like, was relatively lean. I should probably get back on it wholesale. But for the most part, when I train people anymore, that's that's where I take a lot of the ideas that I put forward for other people's diets because like, it was just so well thought out. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> understatement. Yeah, it was it was a lot of information. Yeah. So as you work through it, and if you you know take things like, obviously, let me know how that uh, cranberry juice goes. But if you take other things out of there, let me know how it goes. Especially, it's so, like if you follow him on Instagram, there are a lot of people that have you know gotten on that diet, and he's had folks that like were diabetic that aren't diabetic anymore. So especially if that's something you're working through, if it's something you can reverse, like that would be, I mean, that would be great for you long term. Oh, yeah, my diabetes is so bad right now that if I needed a surgery, they wouldn't do it. Ooh, that's not good. I don't look bad, but I got horrible sugar. You know that if you know what the A1C is, uh, mine's a nine point seven. It's kind of crazy. Think, yes, it's not like you're. Yeah, you're not like 300 pounds walking around. Like you're a pretty in shape guy. I, I wonder if uh, a lot of it for you is is just either, you know, genetic or runs in the family. I don't know what what's causing it. Have you had uh, like a a full blood work done where it's specifically for like all of your uh, all of your nutritional levels? Uh, no, but didn't you post something? I missed a show, but I went back. And I saw a screenshot that was posted on one of those threads where you could pay for that to happen. Yeah. So like it privately. Up, yep. Uh, I can, I can find that again and I can, I can send that if you're, you're interested in that, but yeah, it's something you should probably do. Well, especially, you know, if you have something where you're dealing with like diabetes, like this is something you may want to do like every six months. It's not necessarily cheap. Usually the cheapest it'll there are there's a site that you can go to that'll like list different places that can do it. The cheapest is generally like right around like three hundred bucks for what you really want to see as a report. But it'll break everything down. You'll see that you may need like uh, more potassium or you need vitamin D three or other things like that. It'll tell you your testosterone numbers. It'll it'll give you pretty much everything you could possibly ever want. I would hundred percent do that. I need this. I need this site and Team Evil. I only ate uh, two chicken skewers, all solid chicken, and a, about a cup and a half of rice. I didn't eat any of the bullshit today. Generally, I eat really clean, but if I do cheat, I like hot Cheetos. And that one particular day, I was eating them. Hey, I'm with you. Like one of my favorite, um, really one of my favorite cheat things I can do is. So I do this kind of like macaroni bake where it's a bunch of just like different pasta. You can do elbow macaroni or you can do, you know, penne or whatever you want to do with it. You take a bunch of that. You uh, grill up some chicken beforehand, put in a few different types of cheeses, and then you take a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. You crush it up and you put it on top and then you bake it. Maybe drizzle, drizzle a little butter over that too. And then you get kind of this nice kind of golden brown, crispy flaming Hot Cheeto crust over this like super rich macaroni and cheese and chicken kind of main part. God damn, it's good. Terrible Yum. for you, but it's good. So anyway, one thing you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. 
having to jump through all the hoops and the bullshit to watch, you know, MMA. I can't do that. I used to pay for these, but I can't just take my remote and click and pay and buy a fucking event. I can't put in codes, email addresses, and click around and do all this stuff. So I went from a person that bought events to a person that looks at live streams now. I think a lot of people are in that same boat. Like, in order to do it correctly and watch it on a TV, you need something that's going to be able to pull ESPN Plus and, like, stream it to your TV. And it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass for me, and I'm sitting here on a computer. Like, I should be able to just log in and go. And no, like, I already paid for it tonight, so I, I wasted $65. And every time I go to ESPN right now and I go into ESPN Plus... I just get an error that the content cannot be delayed or cannot be um, displayed right now. Yeah, I'm trying to find where my live stream is. I just I got to refresh it. Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty much on the exact same one you are. I, I saw you you pasted in there. You're ten seconds ahead of me though. I think I think it's because I'm on number two. So I think the link you did uh, was just slash watch slash MMA. I'm on slash MMA dash two. Maybe that is. I don't know. Yeah, we need to be on the same one because uh, I was also commentating a little bit, but you were ahead of me. Huh. So then I'm, I was saying to the guys, what's the point? You know, you called the arm bar. I was, you know, 10, 15 seconds away from it. Yeah, so I had to refresh after the Van Zant fight because it, it died for me for a second too. So we'll see we'll see when this one starts, like where we're at as far as time wise. But hey, this should be a fun fight. Rose coming back versus the completely jacked and I think on all of the steroids. Um, Jessica Andrade. There we go. You're right. This is a better stream than the one I had. Yeah, this is kind of my standard site. Like, if I'm if I have to, you know, go down to the fishing hole, like this is this is absolutely where I go. So, who you got in this one, Sly? I'm still trying to get to the fight. Who's fighting? Uh, this is the Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas. Honestly, I, I'm I, that would be a good J question. I don't watch much women's. So with this one, uh, they fought before uh, was when Rose um, was champ. So Andrade won. Rose was kind of winning the fight. Then Andrade like, just dropped her on her head and ended up winning that way. Um, so, yeah, it should be interesting. Obviously, Andrade is way stronger. Like, she has bigger biceps than Jay. Not that that's saying a lot, but she does. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, if nothing else, Jay is at least getting some results. So he has a little bit of bicep. I, it's kind of crazy how his arm works, though. It's like he has the the peak of the bicep, but there's no tendon that actually goes down to his elbow or connects to his shoulder. Okay, damn. Come on, damn it. Yeah, the work we have to do just to watch fights. It's crazy. This is less work than trying to pay for it. This was working great. Yeah, I can't believe that they went to the way that they did with having to 
having to go to all these different places to watch fights and have different subscriptions. And then you also have to pay a pay-per-view and it's just, I, I don't think it's necessarily good for the sport when you have to have people jump through that many hoops or just go out and, you know, find alternative ways of watching. Yeah, and Team Evil, a lot of people have that where they have torn a bicep and then they have kind of that weird peak. But like as we know with Jay, he's never had enough muscle to tear in the past anyway. He just kind of has that weird physiology where his bicep's just kind of a weird a weird thing. And it's also he doesn't appear to have a tricep. Okay, I'm going to try this. I, I still have no picture here. I need a second. I'm on an iPad. Uh, that might sometimes, yeah. Sometimes these sites don't cooperate that well with with tablets. You still have probably a good minute here because Buffer's just introducing Nami Yunus. I'm gonna go back to another site that I know that works. Let's see if that, that'll work. Yeah, the other place you can you can go, and it might be the. I got it. Got it. Perfect. Yeah, you're ahead of me. Hear that? Yeah. So yeah, I'm probably ten seconds in front of you, and unfortunately, it doesn't give me a pause. I can either stop it or start it. Uh, it's fine. I'm not, you know, on top of MMA like I used to be. All the old stuff, I, uh, you know, I. I, I was very current. I was solid. You know, I just, I lost interest by the year. Yeah, see, I, and I've always been obviously a big fan, being that, you know, I used to train a lot of this stuff and actually done some of it. But yeah, there was a while there as well that I just, I couldn't get into it the same way where I think maybe it is that just they're oversaturating. Like I can't watch two or three fight cards a week with two of the fight cards being people I've never heard of. Like, it's just, it's hard to do. Still entertaining, still like it, but uh, I don't know. I, I liked style versus style back in the day. And but yeah, there's definitely something you know. to those early UFCs. Like I remember the, when I initially got into the UFC, it was probably, I think it was like UFC five. Or somewhere right in there. But what really got me into it is they showed it was a New Year's Eve. And on pay-per-view, it was like 10 bucks or something. But what they showed all day on New Year's Eve was literally the first like four UFCs, like just on repeat. And then I think at midnight, they debuted the fifth. And that just got me into into the entire thing. And from then I was hooked. How far do you go back? I was pretty young. Uh, I was into martial arts or tried as much as I could to be into them. And I saw UFC 6 first. 
I saw it on a VHS tape that somebody had, and I was blown away. Like, seriously blown away. And then I became obsessed. Followed it, you know, for 10 years. Oh, yeah, Team Evil. I think SCG definitely owned it then. Yeah, SEG definitely had it at that point. It was much, much later. They still had to go through like the dark period before Zupa got it. But yeah, that was a, it was such a fun time because like it was so new that like you had no idea what was going to happen. Like I think there was a point in time where like I thought, you know, Tank Abbott was the baddest dude walking the planet. And that was fun. I saw some event where John Lober got his teeth kicked out. And there was like a tooth that flew across the ring. It wasn't a UFC. It was some other event, I remember. And then when I, when I, I was like, man, this shit is real. Yeah, that was the craziest part. I think the part that like really sunk in, and I think it's a, I mean, it's the, it's the part that a lot of people point to, but in that early UFC, uh, when Emmanuel Yarbrough got destroyed by, that was like Keith Hackney, right? Yes. Yeah. I always thought maybe the cage saved him when it collapsed and they restarted it. It's possible he could have got a hold of Keith and ended it then, but then again, I haven't seen that in so many years. I find when if I rewatch something from way back then with what I know now, I see it different. Oh, yeah, you absolutely see it different. It's crazy watching those those early ones and like like you watch what uh, Hoist was doing when he won the the first few UFCs. Like he wasn't doing anything complicated. It was all like blue belt level stuff, but like nobody had seen it. It was just so crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you on? I'm on one thirty. I am on one oh four. So yeah, I'm like twenty seconds at this point. Well, I know nothing. I know it doesn't end in twenty seconds. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna build in a buffer of about ten seconds of anything crazy. Yeah, so. <laughs> but a decent fight. Like they're definitely feeling each other out. No one's really taking too much charge here. Rose is looking good for you know having been you know off for a while. I said I had some training. I did two fights in Mexico, and that was it. I got out. How'd you do in the two fights? With two wins. They were in the same night. Uh, they, they were setting me up. You know, guy number three was going to, you know, knock me the fuck out. <laughs> it was basically a small guy, but... Uh, it, it it was shady. Yeah, so me, I did... Uh, I think I had... It was either 16 or second... Or 16 or 17. It was all... So they technically were amateur fights because there was no like athletic commission that was overseeing them, but I was getting paid. So I don't know if I should really call them amateur or professional. It was roughly like 500... And then I had one technically pro fight. 
That was the one where I just got my ass handed to me, and that sucked. Yeah, you're a big dude. Yes. Well, so for part of those, I was cutting down to 205, and I had a few heavyweight fights. The last fight, I was actually cutting down to 205. The guy backed out, and then I had to fight it heavy, so I weighed probably 220, somewhere right in there. So I found out a couple days before, and I just stopped the cut. But yeah, it was... uh, Yeah, it was interesting. It was one of those things that I walked in as probably... I was pretty much still a white white belt level in jujitsu. I had a bunch of wrestling and I could, you know, somewhat box, but it was so early in the game that it was still kind of at that level that you didn't have everyone that was great at everything. Yeah, I don't know either of these fighters. So Rose Namajunas is has been around for a bit. She's always had a ton of potential. Uh, trains with uh, her. I don't know if they're married or not, but her fiance or boyfriend or husband or whatever she is, uh, Pat Barry. I've heard of that. So he's a great kickboxer. Had some fights in the UFC. Obviously, was halfway decent. But yeah, so she's she's been up there. She's been champion. She lost the championship to Andraj, and then Andraj lost to that Whaley Zhang. Did you think she's ever going to be right again from the way those two beat the fuck out of each other? Which one? Weili Zhang. Oh, I don't know. Like that last fight with Yana was a great it was a great and fun fight. Like I don't necessarily know if Zhang is like a long-term champion though. It'll be interesting. Like the winner of this fight is probably going to fight her, so we'll see. Yeah, I know somebody obsessed with her. Like, fucking obsessed. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has a thing for Asians. Ah, gotcha. I hadn't even really heard of her until she, like, got the title shot. She kind of came from nowhere for me, but I, it's probably just the yeah. fact I wasn't necessarily paying attention. So I wonder if this ends up going three rounds like every other women's fight, it seems. Yeah, leave it to the Emirates to be able to host something like this in their country. Well, yeah, so the... Uh... <sighs> So the rumors are about this. They actually paid the UFC for this and not the other way around. Uh, they tend to be crafty with business. You know, there may be, there, there's, there might be a lot more to it. Yeah, I'm sure there's something. Cause the way that they set it up, like this is, it's super interesting. They basically built an entire hotel just for these people to, to stay at. It looks like a beautiful hotel too put this place together which is almost looks kind of like an airplane hangar so it doesn't look super super impressive but being able to do it in such a short time is, is something else i think they said like this past week or in the in the prior weeks they've done like eight thousand corona tests there yeah it's great in concept 
that it's, it's safe and everybody, you know, without that, how can you really effectively train and, and mentally, like, not be scared and everything? Yeah, it's almost kind of like what they're uh, planning to do or they're actually kind of starting to do with some of the other sports where, like, the NBA is down at Disney where they're pretty much in a bubble. Like, all the teams live in these separate hotels and, like, people can't leave and, yeah, it's all sorts of... It's crazy, like, the environment we're in with everything to, to bring some of the sport back. Yeah, you know, hats off to Dana White. Yeah, a lot of people want to talk shit about Dana about many, many, many things, but he, he was the first out of the gate to get this stuff done with what they've done in Vegas and then now what they're doing here for the international fighters. Like, he was on the ball. Yeah, there's just not enough to occupy and entertain these days with all this going on. Yeah, and it's especially bad when you start thinking like a lot of our entertainment's going to even go downhill more. It's like TV shows weren't taping, movies weren't being made. Like we're kind of getting down towards the end of stuff that was already in the box. Like you know, this this fall going into winter, it's probably going to be boring as shit outside of the sports that can come back. All right, I'm outside. The first mosquito bite I get, I'm out. <laughs> are the, be- are the bugs works. bad up there? Uh, I spray my property, so hopefully hopefully, I don't get ate up, but we'll see. Fuck. There's too many damn bugs. Jesus. Has it been super hot there? I think everybody's kind of catching a heat wave, so. Yeah, it's been nice. 90s. Yeah, I think we almost hit 90 today. I think we're just under, and I think that's about where we'll be tomorrow. Luckily enough, I'm just about I'm I'm probably 20 minutes from the shore, so at least if nothing else, it keeps it a little bit cooler. Generally, you, going into summer. Yeah, you got that comfortable breeze then that can that probably comes off the ocean. <clears throat> right now, I'm not too far from where Jay lives. I'm just, I'm not in California. Yeah, California is something else. Oh. Love the weather, but I just don't know if I could ever live there. Yeah, I like Southern. I don't think I could do, you know, some of the other areas. The traffic is so bad in L.A., you can't even get anywhere. Yeah, that traffic. So I had to go out there years and years ago. So, like, I I think it was actually literally my first trip to California. And I was out there for work, and somebody I was working with screwed with me. And told me like how to get back to my hotel after the day. And they put me on the 405 at like 430 in the afternoon. I did not get back to my hotel until like seven o'clock, even though it was just a few miles. That was the worst day ever. I wanted to kill that guy. Yep.
Broke here today, poured here. What's broke here today mean? Broke here today. It rained. Oh, heat wave. Oh, the heat wave's over. Okay. Western New York. Yeah, it's hot in the, at the east, eastern where all of us have been. Yeah, Tenor was saying that the other day when he checked in that he was burning up out there camping as well. <laughs> well, I, I enjoy it, but very little rain. There was a little bit, I think, yesterday. No rain today here. Yeah, I think some of it's working up. Like the East Coast got hit with a, a little bit of rain uh, past few days or a few days ago. Yeah, otherwise it has been relatively, relatively dry. I'll still take the heat over the cold any day, even though I'm built for the cold. Yeah, me too. You know, I spent the cold winter months, you know, on the farm. A lot of it, uh, you know, sleeping with it freezing cold. So I can do it, I can handle it, but I prefer hot. Yeah, I, I prefer hot, even though I'm just, like, I'm just predisposed for cold, right? So, like, pretty much my entire family going back is Norwegian, so pretty much built for the cold there. Grew up in Iowa, so obviously cold there, but I still hate it. Can't stand it. Nice takedown there. Yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely a Viking. Yeah, I'm pretty much, yeah. I, if you go back, I, I pretty much am a Viking. Where are you at time-wise? I just hit 150. 212, 211, 210. Not too bad. We're, yeah, we're about 30 seconds, I think. So this is featherweight women's? Yeah, these are the, what, the 115 pounders? Yeah, no wonder they got so much damn stamina and cardio. Rose looking a little beat up, though. Sadly, I don't know who is winning because I, I didn't pay attention to the first round at all and only about half of the second. Yeah, same here. And good point from Team Evil. Like, yeah, this is also the big cage. So you have 115-pound women in there. Like, yeah, it's, that's a little bit too much real estate. Let's see who's in here, if I can, if that uh, kind of shows up. There's a couple people I recognize, I think. In the chat, who do you guys got winning this? Yeah, anybody watching, who do you, who do you have winning? I'm guessing by looking at Rose's face, she probably lost. 
That left eye's kind of swelling up. May have broken her nose. Rose 2-0, according to the under. Okay. Um, maybe not. Yeah, she's got a mouse under the eye. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, we all knew Andrade would be the more powerful of the two, but. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just kind of going through the replays now. It looks like for the most part, they're showing replays where Rose was winning, so maybe. Well, I guess if, uh, yeah, if Team Evil said Rose 2 0 according to the, the underground, I mean, these. Uh, these replays kind of support that. Looks like Rose was taking it early, and then Andraz may have just came in heavy in the third. I was distracted reading something. Yeah, so they just popped up the stats on mine, so you'll be seeing this in a second. Yeah, it looks like Rose probably did take the first two rounds unless there was... Some extra grappling in there that I didn't see. But who knows? You can never touch trust the uh, the judges, so we'll see what they have to say. <laughs> What's the headgear supposed to be? I don't know. Maybe she's. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say maybe she's Native American, but she's from Brazil. So like, maybe she is. Maybe her lineage is one of the Southern American tribes. It could be. I didn't see anything like that when I was down there. It's one place I've always thought about going, but I don't necessarily go necessarily trust going to is Brazil. It kind of seems like the Wild West a little bit. Yeah, it has a really bad reputation, but I I found all the people there to be like very tender hearted. Yeah, it seems like the it seems like kind of a dichotomy, right? Like it seems like the, the good people there are just awesome, down to earth, wonderful people. And the bad people there are just really bad. Uh, yeah, I went I went down there. Uh, yeah, hang on. All right, I got I got a mute. I'll be back in a minute. No worries. I will be here as I have been here since roughly seven o'clock. We are just past eleven o'clock here. We are four hours in to the fight companion. Anybody joining us? This is the other ground live fight companion. Was a solo fight companion. Now we have Sly Dog. So welcome everybody here on Podbean and anybody listening on YouTube. We are glad you are here. We are here for every UFC pay-per-view 
talking through the action. And as we just witnessed, Rose Namajunas over Jessica Andrade, split decision. She's looking a little rough. Pretty bad mouse under the uh, left eye. Maybe a broken nose or maybe just a cut on the nose. Hard to tell. But good to see Rose back and uh, doing well. preparation led to the desired result tonight and that the adjustments that you guys tried to make sort of played out that way in the fight oh yeah and yes looking back in the chat that's what i was trying to figure out the the word for it this is the problem with getting kicked in the head for many years is sometimes the word doesn't pop up that you're thinking of yes andrage is of indigenous descent in brazil you've got fans all over the globe you are the epitome of a true martial artist you are also a former champion who the current champion, Zhang Weili, has mentioned a number of times. How soon might we see you return, and do you think you've done enough tonight to earn another crack at the belt that you once owned? Uh, I was hoping to get in there pretty soon before the end of the year, but, you know, we'll see how my nose is doing, and then right. uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> well, the UFC is better when you are in it and active. Congratulations on a big win on the road tonight. Safe trip home, and uh, we look forward to the next one. Thank you, thank you. All right, there she is. Tug oh, wait, Rose. can I tell Yes, yes. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm auctioning my fight kit for uh, Susie. She's battling cancer, so if anybody wants to help out with that, you know, just uh, I, we love you, Susie. We all love Susie Freetown, our makeup artist, and uh, you're making me emotional with that <laughs> gesture yeah. tonight, Rose. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the flip side. Thank you. Thug Rose Namajunas exacts her revenge against Jessica Andrade tonight. Well, what's coming up next? Brought to you by EA Sports UFC 4. Shape your legend in EA Sports. All right, boys, here we go. First of basically three main events. This shit should be fun. Starting out with Jose Aldo and Piotr Yan. Yan, not Yan. We go backstage now, and there he is, the uber talented Russian boxer Piotr Yan. So far, so perfect in the UFC 6 0. And along the way, he has showcased a bevy of finishing instincts. Tonight, we will try to deal with all the pressure that comes with his first UFC title fight. While it'll be UFC title Still don't know how we get Piotr out of P-E-T-R, but, you know, whatever. Although, yes, I understand. It is completely different looking in the Russian alphabet, and it makes sense as Piotr. Kind of like Fedor as Fyodor. But still, damn it. All right, boys, you just missed a rousing commercial for the movie Tenet. Who's all going to watch it? In theaters, August 12th. The preview showed nothing about what the movie was about. Who's going? I'll buy the milk, the milk duds. Yeah, Team Evil, Tenet. T-E-N-E-T, apparently. August 12th. Christopher Nolan movie, so like it could be good, I guess. So this is the problem, guys. That preview didn't really show anything as far as a premise. It was like it almost showed like a crashing plane or something, a plane driving into like a building, not like flying into a building, like looks like it already landed and was taxiing or something and it like went in. I have no idea what the hell is happening in the movie, but apparently it's a thing. 
on August 12th. They paid UFC. Pattinson, Patel, Michael. I have no idea who any of those people are. It sounds like it might not be like a big box office type uh, movie there, Team Evil. Spy for, okay. I mean, even though the uh, preview is absolute garbage because it didn't show anything, I might still have to goddamn watch the movie because there's pretty much no movies right now. I won't go to a theater to watch it, mind you. But I, I may catch it when I have another means of watching it. So do you think this is the end of the movie theaters now from this? Uh, I think some of them will probably go out of business, but I don't think it's, it'll be the end of it by any means. I think the only re the only way it becomes the end of it is if they do like the full release where when it's going to theaters, you could also buy it at home for like 20 bucks. Interestingly enough, uh, it was something like 160 Walmarts across the country are converting their parking lots into drive-in theaters, like for the summer and fall. So maybe that'll be a thing that'll kind of keep things, you know, moving along. But yeah, it's, I don't know what to think about movies anymore. Tenet is an organization tasked with preventing World War III. So basically, you're just standard stop at the end of the world movie. Team Evil. Wow, interesting. Aldo's only a plus 200 underdog. I would have, would have thought the betting line might have been a little bit further towards Jan. I don't bet anymore, but... Uh, you know, I've had some losses, but the one time I really, you know, cashed out big was the McGregor-Aldo fight. Oh, you took McGregor? Yes. I took him, and he was a plus 360. So it, it paid over 3 to 1. Uh, and the only reason I did it was because I made that exact same flight from, that he did from Rio de Janeiro uh, to I, I flew from there to San Diego. He flew from Rio de Janeiro to Vegas, which was the same. 
a couple of his fighters had a tournament that day, so he flew he flew for that fight and basically uh, had, I think, 10 hours until he had to fight McGregor. And I did that flight, and I'm like, there is no flipping way at this level of competition that this guy can fly like that and fight the same day. That yeah. tipped... That was what tipped me my thinking into this is a good money bet, you know. So I put twelve hundred on it. I think the best bet I had, I bet on John Jones' first couple of fights in the UFC, and the only reason I had done that is like so when he was doing the whole like junior college thing and wrestling. Like I had friends that went to that school because obviously it was a, a whole JUCO in Iowa. So at least I knew like his his athletic background, and yeah, he had some he had some pretty good odds his first couple fights too. He was like a plus three or four hundred, I think, in his first fight. So yeah, I just yeah same thing. I, I you know I knew he'd be small, smaller. And, you know, when I knew he was making that, I mean, how do you, you're at, you're at one of those jiu-jitsu tournaments all day long, then you catch a flight, then you go fight McGregor on the same day? How? Yeah, that's way too much. I can hardly fly across the country and not want to be in bed for a day. Yeah, that's like a 10-hour flight. Uh, speaking of all, though, let's see how he looks here tonight. Down a weight class. Obviously kind of past his prime. Who knows? It's still, still Jose Aldo. Is Z Youngin an OGer? Yep, looks like it. Okay. Long time OGer. Yeah, that beats me. I think I started lurking, like, probably maybe 2006, 2007. Finally joined in, I think, the beginning of 11. It's crazy that there are people that had already been there for a decade at that point. Well, and even longer, obviously. That The 111 join date isn't necessarily as long as it was. Team Evil, I was on Moosehole's. I was, you know, really young, like a teenager, I think. Yeah, Team Evil's got to be, you know, yes, Team Evil. The, the, the issue was uh, I was getting blazed because of my grammar and everything then. It wasn't my my... my you know, talking, I was literate enough, but my English, you know, <laughs> and they really messed with me. 
Just think though, your English then was probably still better than Jay trying to pronounce words today. Maybe some of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said how uh, they would say faggot on there because that word faggot didn't actually start on the OG. And I was asking my family, what does faggot mean? And we were all trying to figure it out. We couldn't find it in a dictionary or anything. F-A-Y-G-O-T. And uh, one relative said, I think it means faracha, which means gay person, you know, homosexual. So I finally figured out that it was, you know, an insult and it was like slang. I've been here a long time, Zyungin. If I'm even saying your name right, Zyungin? I think or I was Z going with Zyungin. Zonian? Like Arizonian? Zonian? Joe Diane. Okay, so I was totally off all night on that one. Three syllables. I think. I think. Oh well. They taught English in uh, Catholic school in, you know, in Iraq. They did a lot of English over there. still amazes me just how many people across the world speak English and actually speak English pretty well and like 95% of like the native you know Americans don't know past like five words of any other language it's kind of a weird dynamic well English is the international language of business pretty much so Three, three title fights in a row. This should be fun. Yeah, here's the meat and potatoes. Good old Piotr Yan. Jan. I swear, every time I say his name, I'll either mispronounce his first or last name slightly. And I don't know why. I'm going to guess 25 years. To that question, that's a guess. Well, think of it this way. So if you've been, you know, somewhat speaking English for 25 years and you speak as well as you do now, it's amazing. You speak a thousand times better than Mackenzie Dern, who was born here. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> That one is absolutely crazy to me. The, the hilarious one was when she wanted to have a translator with her. It's like, come on, girl. Like you, you grew up in the U.S. Like you don't need a translator. 
I don't get the motive. Is that just, you know, attention? I think probably a lot of it is. Like, I mean, yes, yeah, she probably hangs around like a lot of Brazilians, so she probably would have a little bit of like the Brazilian accent, but to act like she doesn't understand or can't think of words, like that's a, yeah, that, I think that just is kind of an attention whoring kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, if I go like to, if I go someplace, you know, south or, or even if I go like further north or something for a few weeks, I'll pick up a little bit of their accent, but it's not like I forget the English language. Yeah, my wife can speak a ton of languages. It's crazy. But if I say something to her like, uh, this, this legit happened, we were watching a movie, uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption, and the guy was like, I gotta go pinch a loaf. She didn't even know what that meant. And all of those little things like that, she doesn't get all the slangs at all in English. Well, and we have some super so, some super uh, weird colloquialisms <laughs> like that. I have to, you know, I have to teach her all of, you know, those things. <laughs> we, we went to a comedy club one time, and she hasn't been around too many neurotic people, so we're we're next. The table next to us has got a bunch of drunk young guys, you know, good old boys, and it's like the warm up comedians up there, and he's telling his jokes, and then the, these guys next door are yelling, you know, hey you fluffer, calling the guy a fluffer because he's not the main event, but he's warming up for him. Right. You know, they're blazing the comedian, calling him a fluffer, and I could, and then so she yelled it. Yeah, fluffers, and she thought she was giving him a compliment. You know, like <laughs> you're fluffy. And I let I waited, and I let her keep doing it, and and she was absolutely mortified when we got home, and I told her what she what that meant, what she was yelling. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so this is this is an adventure. Sometimes. He still looks like Aldo, but well, it's crazy that I mean, at, at his age and as much as he struggled to make the weight, he goes down a weight class. And apparently, he he said like the the weight cut is actually easier at this lower weight than it was at the higher weight, which I don't logically know how that works. But I'm assuming he just kind of changed his body to not carry as much muscle. Oh, my stream is freezing up. Oh, well. This one's all you, boss. <laughs> well, I'm at 4.05. Um, I've definitely noticed if you're still on the, the buff stream ones, that they will just periodically freeze. And then if you just completely exit out and go back in, generally they work again. But Also, I'm on a browser, so I can just quickly close the tab and repaste it. I'm on allwrestling.org now, a different one. Ooh, Aldo just got tagged. Looks like he's looks like he's okay, hopefully. 
I just dropped in the chat the one that, that I'm at. And it seems to be working working pretty well. Again, it might not work as well on the tablet, so I don't know. Don't necessarily know the comparison. Ooh, an old school leg kick from Aldo that put Jan on his ass. Popped right back up, but Okay, I'm back in business. There we go. What what time are you at? 257, 56, 55. Yeah, so you're right at 20 seconds. So I'll give a little bit of a buffer if something crazy happens. But yeah, this is all those kind of holding his own so far. I'm using my smartphone with these texts on here and the Podbean app. And in my lap, I have an iPad. So I'd have to type all that in. So. Yeah, as long as you have one that's up and working, like, yeah. that's really all that matters, right? I'm good now. The only bad thing about doing these fight companions on these fights is like once we get to the, the main events, I feel and I think this is just the fighter in me, is I find myself like holding my breath half the round. I'm probably sitting here looking like Chuck Liddell when they always used to show him watching fights where he looked coked out of his gourd. <laughs> yeah. Good point, Team Evil. He probably was. I probably just look like it. It was interesting watching Aldo actually try a takedown. Oh, this is... Ten seconds left on my stream. I got 25 left. So you should be seeing a, a really good body shot here any second. Aldo looked hurt from that body shot, but... So Team Evil, although pretty much did have the takedown, he just he just kind of rolled almost out of it and ended up with, uh, well, he just ended up on his back. Jan ended up going into his guard, rained a little bit of ground and pound. One shot was just like directly right to the gut, and it kind of froze Aldo up. 
but he made it through the round, so we'll see. Luckily, with a body shot like that, it's not necessarily going to you know, carry over to another round. It'll affect his cardio a little bit, but it's not like getting hit in the head where you get hit enough in the head, you're going to drop in a later round. Yeah, that was a sm that was smart to go for the body in that situation. Yeah, it was open, and that was a great shot to the body. Jan is a bad dude. Even they look small on that octagon. That thing is huge. Is it like oversized for this event? No, it's just back to the big one. The problem is, is like the last you know, several events have been at the apex, so it's been the smaller cage. It also doesn't help. Like, like these guys are what? These is this the one thirty five belt? Yeah. So they're not big guys anyway. But yeah, this the cage looks gigantic compared to the smaller one. We've been talking about it a lot, but I like I would almost prefer just exclusively going to that smaller cage. Wish Aldo would throw some more leg kicks. Like that used to be his bread and butter. It just he seems to get away from it now. I've only seen two or three, and we're in the halfway through the second round almost. Especially in a championship fight like this, five rounds. If you can tear up those legs, really put you in a good position come four and five. Oh, there was another one. Well, I was just talking about leg kicks, and since then, all those thrown like four. So, uh, hey, seems like Jose, Jose Aldo's listening to me. I'll take all the credit yeah. for that. Yeah, it's hard to comment much when I'm trying to focus on it and watch it. I know, right? Like... And, I don't know. <laughs> well, and to anybody that has never actually fought, like you end up watching these things different. Like you'll find yourself like you'll be having head movement watching a fight, and you find yourself like not breathing as much. Like it's just a weird thing. I'm sure you kind of have somewhat the same thing there, Sly. As far as when you're watching this, it kind of puts you in a different place than. And yeah. someone hasn't done any of it. Yeah, I've never, you know, 
commentated or done anything like this before. In the other fight passes we did, I was just mostly listening and if I talk, I didn't talk about the actual fights, I talked about things related to it. Especially like this, when you get those, like these fights that you really wanted to watch, it's hard to, it's hard to say much during it. Like it shows you just how hard of a job like Anik and Bisping and those guys have. Like these guys that have been in there, you know, dozens and dozens of times, having to sit here and verbalize everything that's going on, it's crazy. And Team Evil, obviously the team that uh, keeps yelling when their fighter lands is is Aldos. Like that's the Brazilian thing. Is the is the hey or the yay every time something connects? No, I got to refresh again. I just froze. I've been pretty lucky thus far. I've only had a, a probably three or four times I've needed to refresh, and it was nice enough to always freeze between rounds or between fights for me. So it's been a lucky night. Yeah, I think it's because I went to a spot further, so I have less signal here. Ah, gotcha. Fucker. And end of the second. Aldo may have taken the second. Like he was, he was landing quite well with those leg kicks and look. Yeah, before mine cut out, I, I would I would have given him the second round, by based on points. Yeah, so I think we probably have a one-one fight so far going into the third. Surprising. All those looked great so far outside of, you know, in the first where Jan really hurt him with that body shot. Be right back. We will be here. And Team Evil, you can't, you can never close Pornhub. Like, who's going to do that? Minimize, maybe, yeah. Or just make it a really small window. Team Evil, that's actually a life hack. So if you're into midget porn, you can actually just watch normal porn and make the window smaller. Don't ask me why I know this. I'm back. Looks I almost have this shit fixed here. Yeah, so I'm right at 409. Three. 
Yeah, Jan's looked pretty good this round so far. I'm at 338. Where are you at? Uh, 332. So we're almost at the same point at this point. Good body shots. Yeah, that's much better. The stream. Ooh, Aldo looking good again. This is definitely the kind of fight that Aldo needed, though. A guy that's just going to stand there with him. Yeah, Aldo's looking really good in this round. I'm surprised how, how good he's looked this fight. Like, I, I think we all expected it to be kind of, you know, a shell of the former Aldo, but he's looked great. These guys are pretty much just standing in a phone booth and going. Another good digging body shot. John pouring it on a little bit. Jusher, you're probably actually hearing a little bit of both feeds, possibly. It's like I have the commentary up a little bit to where you might be able to hear it, and then you also may hear it a couple seconds later with Sly. Oh, I should turn mine down so it's not a mess here. Well, yours, yours doesn't kick in yeah. too much. Like I just hear it every once in a while. Now, this is really just a pick em round. I don't even know who to... I don't know if I could give this to either guy. Yeah, I missed the beginning of the round, so... Aldo was looking pretty good, but yeah, it was nothing to where he came out and just it was absolutely destroying Jan or anything like that. Like, if I was judging this, I would give this round a 
but I think I'm one of the few judges that actually gives 10 tens. So it's the same as a nine nine. <laughs> well, except you have but, to get yeah. ten ten. So a nine nine only only is a thing if somebody lost a point. Funny thing is, a lot of judges don't even know. Well, I won't say a lot of them at this level, but like back when I used to judge and I talked to other people that were judges, some judges didn't even know that you could give a ten ten in a ten point must. Yeah, sometimes in Iowa there, Team Evil. I, I judged fights some other places too. I judged a few in Colorado when I had moved out there. Did a little bit of refing in, in Iowa as well. So I did some refing, did some did some judging, obviously did some fighting, did some cornering. There, there was a lot of small MMA fights in Iowa. I remember that back in the day. Oh, there was a while there that we had probably like six or seven different like organizations going at once. Pretty much every weekend, yeah. there was two or three places that were having fights somewhere in the state. But a lot of that came from, and this is where I actually kind of got my start. There was this bar in Des Moines, Iowa, that had after um, after both the Fight Club movie came out, and then also after like some of the first UFCs they decided to have fight club night every Friday or Saturday night. What they did is they just brought in a boxing ring and you could go and you can sign up to either box, do like full on UFC, like mixed martial arts, or you can do submission wrestling. What you do is you just go in, they would, you know, check your ID to see if you were 18. Most of the time they didn't even really check that. And then they would just look at you and look at the other people that signed up and, you know, match you up to someone that was relatively the same size. That's exactly what I did in Mexico. No physical, no nothing, didn't get paid. You know, it was amateur fights just like that. I did two in the same night. And then uh, what I believe was happening is, is they matched me up, you know, for two wins. Uh, I was looking really big then. I was younger and lifting then. And most likely the third guy was going to come out and freaking mop the floor with me. You know, get me all confident, and plus the the third guy was little. Uh, two thirty. No, I was probably then about two twenty. Yeah, we had something very very slim similar at that at that fight club. Is there was a guy that we called Tyson, and the reason we called him Tyson is just this big, just ripped black dude. And he went out and he just destroyed people for like two or three weeks in a row. And then the same type of thing happened is they put him in there with Josh Neer. And Neer just kicked the shit out of him. So they pretty much built him up against other dudes that kind of, you know, were <laughs> yes. size. And then there was the ringer just kind of waiting. Uh, it was glorious. That's probably what would happen to you, too. They probably had that guy sitting back that was the ringer that. That would have been that third fight that everybody made their money on. Yeah, all of this was at a strip club, too. That sounds about right. Like so, That's where that yeah. stuff was, like strip clubs and bars and like parking lots outside of strip clubs. 
It used to really be the Wild West with that stuff. This was before, you know, all of us were grooming. You know, I'm Middle Eastern. I'm I'm hairy as fuck if I let it grow out. So I was like super man sweater at the time. And I got lots of cheers from the women that were there because the Hispanic women liked the hairy chest. At least in Mexico. Maybe I should have fought in Mexico then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They st- just like, you know, in Southeast Asia, they like chest hair. The same in Mexico, too. Now I'm smooth. I did that like once, and I was like, nah, that's too much work to maintain. Agreed. It sucks. The only way I would ever do that is if I went and I just got it all lasered where you don't have to deal with it possibly ever again. But if you do, very, very few and far between. Uh, it's expensive and you got to keep going back. I've had eight lasers. Yeah. To, for my wife to get rid of all of hers, I think it took 18. Oh, Jesus. The, uh, you wouldn't believe the amount of money, you know, it, it cost. But now she's hair completely hairless. So good for you then. <laughs> Eighteen sets. Yeah, that's a lot. Eighteen full body ones. Yes, completely. <laughs> but you, you know, you got to understand, Team Evil. Um, Middle Eastern women are hairy. You know, it's just they're very attractive, but they all got to do something about the hair. Oh no, she's got hair in her head. <laughs> just in nowhere, you know, there's none anywhere else. No legs, no armpits, arms, everything else. And I had to get, I had to go to a white person because none of the Middle Eastern hair places will do men uh, because they just don't feel comfortable doing it. I had this white girl, she got right up into my balls and ass crack and just like it was nothing. Oh my God, that hurt. Yeah, I could imagine. I, that does not sound fun. It, it took care of about half of it, so now I'm like a nor- I'm like you guys now. But before then, it was just a problem. It was uncomfortable. All right, enough of that. <laughs> so back to the fight, Peter Yan definitely yeah. took that round. He actually came pretty close to maybe getting close to a finish there. Looks like Aldo might be fading a little bit, which could make sense. I mean, he's older and he is cutting down to a pretty pretty low weight class, but we'll see. Championship rounds. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. You know, he could finish it. Yeah, fifth round. Like, it's probably 3-1. It's probably John, maybe. Could be 2 2. I don't know. Oh. Oh, God. This is probably it. Aldo's going to have to pull something super slick on the ground. I'm on 434. 433. Where are you? 425. 
Yeah, all those not in a good place, being in pretty much being in crucifix right there. He's really got to find a way out. Yeah, this is going to get stopped soon, I think. Well, he got that arm out of the crucifix, so that was, was kind of slick in itself. But I think Aldo needs a finish at this point because he's not winning this round. He's got to be super careful because if this ends up at 10-8, he definitely has no chance of winning. Oh. Yeah, Jan had some reserves, and Aldo really didn't for the end of this. This guy's round. Looks like Aldo's busted open at this point. And there's still roughly three minutes left. Yeah, this, I think this will end up getting stopped here. What's up, Homelander? Hey, hey Homelander. I've only seen probably half this fight, but it's gone how I expected. Yeah, where are you at in the fight? 235. Oh, you're right well, on where I'm I sure. am. Good. Yeah, you yeah, probably have the same link as me. And Sly's just about 10 seconds behind. So we're pretty much all roughly at the same place. But. I'm five. I'm only five cool. seconds off from you guys now. I, I, I'm on a different link now. It's better. I, you know, Aldo did better than I thought he would on the earlier rounds. Uh, he did. But, what are you guys thinking? 49, 46? Uh, That's what I see so far. Yeah, it's either going to be 40. Yeah, probably 49, 46. Like Jan, clear cut, has taken the last two rounds. This might be a 10-8, so it might even be a wider, yeah. wider margin. I was pretty bad early on in this fight. I couldn't remember if the second round yeah, I'm with was the as decisive as I thought. There's, why are they even letting this go? There. It's just uh, got Jesus Christ. Yeah, fuck. He ain't even defending. No, he wasn't, but I mean, I, I don't know. How much time was left? I, I'm sorry. I'm really off. They were still For well a over a minute. Here. Look at him. He's still down. Yeah, they, okay. they, they should have yeah. stopped that. Okay, yeah. But it's cool. I, I like it when they don't, but it, you know, it's good to well, watch. Well, Jan's but, yeah. one of those dudes that when he's fucking throwing that, it looks like pity pat uh, ground and pound, but that hurts. I'm sure some people out there can attest. It looks like just he's, you know, going through the motions, whipping that fist around, but that hurts. And he was doing that for, what, a minute and a half? So, yeah, I don't have a problem with that stoppage. Yeah, I think it was a good stoppage, especially just the, the way that things were going. Like, Aldo wasn't coming back yeah. to the fight anyway, so just get him out. I'm one of those conspiracy theorists that think somebody like Aldo, he's like five years older than he actually is on paper. He very well you know, like a lot of people. 
you know, like Mike Tyson, most people believe that Mike Tyson, when he's, they said he was 14 in that footage, that he was 19. Man, I'm not going to say that that's the craziest, craziest uh, conspiracy type shit that's been out there. He's still a legend. Sure. Yon's a fucking badass. That guy is a fucking machine. He's what, like 5'7", 135 when he weighs in. He's probably 160, 162 right now. Oh, that guy could beat up like, nine, like 99% of people that we interact with on a daily basis. Did you ever see the footage of him being interviewed by um, – uh, what's he go by? The fucking goofball. Uh, uh, Schmo guy? Yeah, Schmo, Schmo, the Schmo dude. And Schmo tried to interview him, and he said something in Russian, and the translator communicated it, and Schmo was like, don't break Schmo's arm. No, really. <laughs> Please, don't break Schmo's arm. He said something to the effect that he was going to break his arm if he didn't get out of his face. It's pretty funny. Nice. Yeah, Jan is a bad, bad dude. Yeah. Although I thought that... Coming up for him, like Aldo wasn't necessarily the the best fight they could have made. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, who do you think's next? Do you think it's going to be Sterling, Marais? I think it's going to be Marais. I mean, Marais deserves it. Yeah, I everyone's think he absolutely deserves it. Everyone's kind of riding Sterling, but and I'm not the most. You know, I'm not up to speed on his record, but I'm pretty sure that he's lost two out of his last five. It wasn't that long ago that he was looking like kind of a gatekeeper type. Yeah, I wouldn't be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Anti Macruja? No, I'm I'm not sure about that. I'm going off the dome here, so I could be. Completely wrong. Oh, so but, Sterling has won his last five, and then he lost to Marais. Two before that, and then he had lost two in a row. Wow. I did not know he had, he's on a win streak like that. I didn't either. Well, then he deserves it, but those two that he lost in a row, weren't those pretty decisive? Uh, they were both split decisions. It was uh, Brian Carraway Jesus and Sunsell. Guess I've fallen for the fucking bait of whatever marketing's going on. No, then he deserves it. I'm not. Is anybody else getting a horrible echo? Well, it's on not ESPN really. Plus from from uh, Anik. It's fucking annoying. It's gonna drive me fucking crazy. I heard it earlier on. Now I have it low enough that I I can barely hear it. Uh. Okay. Well, yeah. So, so it, it is. It's an interesting argument for Sterling or Marais because Sterling's most recent loss was to Marais, who KO'd him. And Marais, his last loss was to Cejudo, who you know abandoned the belt. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whoever you choose, put him in there and then have the other one that's left fight Garbrandt. Sure. Yeah. And, I mean, I've heard people's opinions that I respect say that Sterling deserved a shot, and I just said, nah, no, he didn't. But I guess I'm remembering 
So when Mariah stopped him, that must have been what, 2016, 2017? Uh, I just closed it. Let me pull it back up. That sounds right. When it comes to some things, I'm really shitty about years. And I don't have a Uh, computer in front of me. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Okay. All right. Huh. Yeah, I guess I just didn't Still, know that Sterling was as active as he was because he fought after that loss. He fought three, or he fought twice in 18, twice in 19, and already once this year. Wow. So it's the main well, event next. Then. Uh, I think we're the co-main next, aren't we? Um, yep, co-main is next. Uh, uh, Holloway and Volkanovski. Okay. Yeah. Which, who the fuck knows how that's going to go? Hey, I they took Volkanovski in the first fight, and I think that he's got a really good chance this time. But uh, the only person I've seen beat the shit out of Holloway is Poirier. And that was at 155, if I remember right. So, yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, it should be. If nothing else, it should be a fun fight. Like those guys, if nothing else, and most most of that fight, they're going to be standing right in the center. So I didn't even look in here. Who's who's in here? I hear Sly and Dalton. Somebody else. That's it. Okay. As far as on, yeah. As far as on and on the phone, um, in the okay, chat, yeah. we have like uh, Team Evil's there. Juicer's been in and out. As far as chatting. Uh, Zonian is around. All right. I just didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to offend anybody. You know. <laughs> no, I think I, we definitely don't have a uh, PC crowd, so I, I think you're. I think okay. You're fine. Cool. Cool. All right. So Henry Cejudo, the former champ, is chiming in. Zoe. Cejudo is going to do a fucking Zonian. interview. Really. Who's going to do an interview? What? I don't know. The feed that I got, I thought I heard Annex say that uh, that Cejudo was going to do an interview. Hang on. Let me oh, turn what? my shit up in my one ear. Yeah, I wasn't really paying. They, I know they popped up a tweet from him, like congratulating Jan, so who knows. So what do you think about Cejudo being retired? Do you think it's just a ploy to get more money or to hold off and tell their fans where he can get paid more? I think he's absolutely trying to get more money, which I don't blame him at all. I think they're very underpaid. But, you know, I don't. I really don't know what to think of the shit in this, you know, with COVID and stuff, like with Masvidal pulling that shit. It's just kind of... Apparently, Masvidal got what he wanted, or what he claimed like 99% of what he wanted. So good for him. I hope uh, Henry gets paid. I don't really see that happening, but maybe circumstances will occur that allows him to get paid. But no, it seems like a weak-ass fucking punk move to me, but... Yeah, so I wonder how much... I'm 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 I'm, I'm not a fucking gold medalist two weight UFC division champion. So I'm not going to criticize the guy too much, but it seems like a pretty obvious ploy. He was, he's, I don't know if he's had a birthday, but he was 32 when he pulled that shit. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, so, so he fights of- two more times, and m- maybe he gets worst case scenario three four hundred thousand dollars. That's fucking three quarters to eight. You know, three quarters of a million to eight hundred thousand dollars. And I'm not the one getting punched in the head in there, so I'm not going to criticize the guy. But he's going to pass that up in the next year of his life. You know, almost a million dollars. It just yeah. seems, uh, yeah. So I wonder how much of it has to do with just the way that some of these people are doing it. So, like, they're running the promo right now for Stipe versus uh, Cormier. And I think it was Cormier on... He was either on Helwani or... Actually, I think it might have been Pat McAfee. He was talking about how he kind of changed his contract. So part of it may just be because he is kind of like the company guy. But his thoughts behind the whole thing was, yes, guys absolutely deserve to get paid more. But if you're trying to get paid more, making all these public statements and shit like that is actually hurting your cause. Because apparently he went in and after he lost the title, went in and basically renegotiated and saying, you know, like, hey, I'm not going to fight unless I'm making that same amount of money I was making as champion. And apparently he got what he wanted. You're going to get kicked yeah, off in a did. minute. You're going to get kicked off, Sly? We, we're at our two-hour limit. I got a message that oh. popped up on my screen. So You got a message on there? Yeah. Well, we have three hours. I, I wonder if three. Yeah. So it's three for the show? Sly, what? I wonder if you can only be like a call-in guest for two hours at a time. So if you have to yeah. drop, drop and call right back in, and I think Let's... you're fine. Let's watch and see if it knocks me off. It'll be a good test. Yeah, that's weird. I never knew that was a thing. I know the three-hour thing is a thing, but we're only two hours and two minutes in. As far as Cormier goes, I was a pretty big fan of his for a while, but, you know, to be blunt, he seems like a pretty hardcore UFC company man at this point and has been since he got that really good contract renegotiation, I think was it going into the second bones fight or maybe it was the Stipe fight at heavyweight. The first one, I think he got, I think he got another uh, renegotiation going into the first heavyweight championship fight with Stipe. And, you know, to the dude's credit, he fucking delivered, knocked him out in the first round. So he deserves it. But, he seems like the kind of guy that's going to benefit by saying things that, you know, favor the UFC as opposed to the complaining fighters. Right. Just show my bias. Well, I, and I don't necessarily think it's a bias. Like, I think everyone can see he absolutely is a company guy. Like, and probably where he comes off when he says things like that, like, I don't necessarily know or know if he kind of realizes that there there are other people out there that don't have that relationship. So yeah, for him, just going, you know, not in public, doing it in private and getting your, your contract updated for what you want is, is something that can happen versus with other guys that, like, if they tried that, UFC would be like, no, fuck you. Yeah, and I mean, you can't blame the guy. It's what you work for, but I've watched at least maybe up to eight or nine months ago before the COVID shit happened. I used to watch all those I Am The Bay videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Have you seen those, Dalton? I've I've seen, I think, one, actually. So not many of them. 
they're really entertaining and it gets you a pretty good look, especially the early ones before, you know, that commercialization happens and they're putting on an act even for a shitty camera in front of them because they know it's going to get a lot of views on YouTube. But the early videos with, uh, uh, Cormier and Habib are pretty fucking funny. They really did seem to have a, uh, not I wouldn't say father son, but like an older brother, younger brother relationship. Right. They were pretty funny, and and Cormier seemed pretty cool. But the last two, ever since he lost the title to Stipe, that must have been two years ago now. Um, yeah, because well, he beat Lewis after he beat Stipe, and then he lost a year and a half, whatever. Uh, he seems kind of like he is struggling to just you know, grasp whatever dollars he can. I'm not going to criticize a guy, obviously, because he, he could beat me into death, you know, in 45 seconds. And I'm not a professional UFC champion, certainly not a heavyweight champion, but he kind of seems like a dick at this point. Yeah, I think Maybe he's I'm just doing what he can. Well, I think he knows that, well, especially going into this, right? Like, he knows this is his last fight. So I think he's trying to get Definitely, every yeah. last penny he can get from that. And then I wonder if we don't see kind of like the older kind of DC after that when we just see him as an analyst and just see him as a wrestling coach. Definitely. And that's the thing about the UFC, too, is they change your perception however they want based off their editing of embedded series, you know, and the whatever the fucking first one is that they call it now, the whatever one's, you know, an hour long before they released embedded. About oh, the, the countdown? Fight going into it. Yeah, yeah, countdown. Which those are a joke. When you watch those nowadays, it's like fucking two-year-old footage going into a fight. So, so you know, it's just like, why bother watching it? Just watch the embedded's when they come out. Anybody else wondered why Max Holloway has let his hair grow out like that? Dalton, we joked about uh, 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 Cody, Cody Garbrandt growing his hair out because he's trying to hide his receding hairline. Yeah, I don't think anyone's. I don't think anyone's wondered why Max has shaved his head for the last, what, five years? The dude has a horrible receding hairline. And I have COVID hair right now myself, but is that why his hair looks like that? He just couldn't get a haircut? And then he decided, I'm going to let it grow out and try to fool people into thinking I have a decent hairline? Because that hair looks terrible. (laughs) It looks terrible, and, like, I don't know why, but it just – it makes him and he might actually sound more punchy now, but like with the hair, he seems yeah. half retarded to me. But he's he's no, but that's the thing. Yeah, you're right. He, but he's he doesn't sound any more retarded than he did fucking three years ago or whatever it was when he missed weight that one time. But yeah, it makes him look dumber. I don't know why I can't handle my hair being that long and I have a full head of hair. Without a receding hairline, why doesn't he just shave his head? Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, I wonder if he's trying to kind of play up the, you know, the COVID thing, maybe. Because there was the I whole thing, like in Hawaii, like they're still completely shut down. Like they're they're not even like it's supposed to be illegal to train. Where where I'm at in the Midwest, I was with my uh, father earlier today, and he wanted to get fast food, and we tried to go to a Burger King. Uh, I'm not going to dox myself, but we're at a place where two days ago everything was open and we tried to go to a fast food restaurant 
at lunch today and it was closed. The lobby was closed. You could walk in and order, but there was nobody in there and you couldn't sit down and eat. You had to carry your food out. And then we went to like three other places and they were all the same. So I'm not sure what's going on with the COVID thing right now, but where I am, the governor has not declared or changed any laws, but the corporations, the, the fast food restaurants have gone ahead and decided to change that without being told to. And that must have happened yesterday because my father said he was there Thursday uh, late morning and that he could go in and sit down and eat. So I'm not sure what's going on with all that. I even got on my phone and checked uh, Google after we left to make sure that the governor hadn't changed the laws and he hasn't. It's still, you know, far advanced, but all the fast food places apparently took it on, took it upon themselves to shut their lobbies down. So, I expect that shit to get worse in the next two to three days across the country. Yeah, I'm sure it probably will. Cause I mean, we just hit like we've had, I think this was the first week where deaths have increased in the past. Yeah, that was what I read. Yeah. My, my buddy lives in South Florida and at least what he was told, he doesn't, (laughs) he doesn't really believe the numbers that he's told, but supposedly it was it Thursday. They hit a record high death count. Not the infection rate, but the death count, I believe, Thursday was a record for COVID. Uh, I didn't think it – well, at least not, like, total for the U.S. There's a lot of states that are hitting records. No, no I'm sorry. I mean for, for the state of Florida. I think yeah. Florida yeah. – Yeah, Florida, Texas, and there's a couple other states have been kind of routinely beating their records with, with the deaths. Basically, what they're seeing is basically what New York saw – they just have their own little pockets like Florida. The, the high population areas are doing kind of shitty right now. Same thing with Texas. And I, I mean, the rest of the country is going to hit it at some point, too. I think every like major population area is probably going to get a run where they you know, destroy their records and it kind of moves through. Homelander. Yeah. What did you order yeah. at Burger King? Fuck you, Sly. What? what does it matter what I fucking? What does it matter what I ordered <laughs> that they couldn't bring me my food? You fucking dickhead. Uh. <laughs> you, you, you must not know. You've never uh, read the stories no, I, about me, about me and Burger King. I've I've read a little bit of that about that shit on the fucking <laughs> OG. And you motherfuckers, I don't know where you motherfuckers live, but Burger King is dog shit. I go there because that's where my dad thinks fucking cheeseburgers are still good from like 1991 when I was like fucking 11 years old, and he fucking drugged me there after fucking baseball practice or bat, AAU basketball camp or whatever have to go there it's flame broiled yeah you mean this fucking dog shit patty that's been microwaved to heat up that they say is, <laughs> i i've heard i well so I, you know i've got family in canada mm-hmm. and i have heard from them that burger king is actually good in canada i've never had it so i can't you know testify to that um so i'm also not going to say you're full of shit but burger king is terrible well, do have you, you had the, it in Michigan? Do you remember the food I posted or, for Father's Day? Yeah, it was awesome, except for those things that looked like dog turds. Uh, okay, uh, I think those were those were Iraqi style kebab. They were meat. 
Uh, they they're don't probably use... fucking awesome, dude. I'm just being but, a dick. Yeah. Anyway, they, no, no, it's yeah. fine. It's just, just so that you know that w- why they look like that and they look different is um, uh, Iraqis. Uh, they call it tikka when it's chunks of like steak, but if it's actual ground uh-huh. up, it's it's Iraqi kebab. But anyway, uh, I ate Burger King. I didn't eat any of that fucking food because it was Father's Day and I was eating what the hell was good to me. So <laughs> that's what I had that day was Burger King. It was a cheat day. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're Man, you're going to come out. You're going to. Yeah, you're, you're, you're gonna, complete and great. You're an ingrate, Sly. <laughs> You're going to sit here and tell me you went to Burger King and expect me not to ask you what you order. How I mean, <laughs> you, the you best answer. Burger... <laughs> you you could have you eaten fucking homemade food and you ate Burger King. Jesus Christ. God damn, man. I don't get a Whopper and onion that's rings very voice... often. That's a voice of a guy that's happily married and has a good wife right there. <laughs> give him give him a divorce and a year and a half and he'll be eating burger king going why am i eating this fucking slop (laughs) swiping his fucking jesus christ (sighs) i was just kidding i said this i i said those things looked like dog shit because like to be perfectly honest they kind of do and i think i put in that post like they look like dog shit but i bet they're tasty yeah yeah, I, oh, don't worry. Awesome. I, I'm not sensitive at all, but yeah. <laughs> well, Sly Burger King is fucking horrible. Have you ever ordered it in the Midwest outside of uh, outside of Michigan? Yeah, I've ordered it. I think everywhere I've been. <laughs> Indiana, uh, Ohio, Kentucky, Southern Illinois. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been to any of just two of those states. I've been yeah. to Michigan and Ohio you recently. You just fly in and and you're a baller, and then fly out and go back to Southern California. Uh, man, fucking. Uh, when I have to, I I, I have yeah. a friend from Kentucky, and he's now in Virginia. So I used to go to Kentucky years ago. Now I go to Virginia to to see him. Sure. So. Does he live in the tip of, tip of Virginia? Man, Max no, looks like shit. Virginia Beach. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I'm not a baller. He's actually a baller. I think compared to normal people, you're kind yeah. of a baller there, Sly. Shoot, you, you guys... You know, there was a time in my life all I owned was a shirt and a pair of pants. Didn't even own shoes. Yeah. Dalton, I think I let slip a couple times around Sly on whatever, where I've been at in life. I've been a uh, poor motherfucker, rich motherfucker, poor motherfucker, rich motherfucker, and uh, in between since I've yeah. been an adult. So. Yeah, both of us. I think I've followed kind of the same thing. I've been poor as shit, and then I got you know pretty well off, and then relatively poor as shit going around fighting and then now i've you know now i'm upper middle class like a gentleman yeah my poor wife isn't is that, you know stuck with being, me <laughs> she thinks she's being upper, uh she's doing just fine bro for sure and you know that i've been uh 
Oh, upper to upper middle class white boy, college educated my entire adult life, and it hasn't made a single fucking thing easier. The way I could word it, as I just did, was because I've been called an upper middle class college educated white boy. You're going to get called man, white Max privilege. looks like sh <laughs> Max looks like fucking shit, man. What the fuck? Yeah, he's not looking great. <laughs> you know, Dalton, seriously, mm -hmm. part of it is his fucking hair. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why didn't he shave that shit? What? What the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, it makes his... It makes him speaking sound even sloppier than he does. It makes him just look sloppy, making his fighting yeah. look sloppier. Like, amazing how bad his hair fucked up his life. And Volk has the the hair that I've had in my nightmares about when I start losing my hair. Hasn't happened yet, thank God. But <laughs> his hairline's like how I imagine mine when I would just wake up one day, like holy fuck. And it still looks way better than. Uh, Max looks kind of like, at that angle right there, like three-quarter side, he looks like a fucking cartoon character. It kind of does. That's a good analogy. Yeah. I, I never fought pro, so I wouldn't know. But I can't imagine cutting that kind of weight. And I'm a pretty big critic when people blame cutting weight. Because uh, the most I've ever cut in 24 hours was probably seven pounds. I used to walk around high 160s, and I'd box at welterweight, so 147. But that was like a six-week dieting period. I mean, I may be cut like water weight, like five pounds. If that, then you see like a guy, Max is about my height. And when I look at that dude, like right now, that, that angle you got right there, his head looks like a cartoon character. It looks like a fucking giant orb on top of a uh, stick. Just does That does not look like a healthy dude. No, it doesn't. Am I wrong? No, he, he is not proportionate at this point. Yeah, that's why when you see somebody like Vic, my... Uh, James Vick, was that his name? The Mex a the really small dude? Texecutioner, like 6'3", fighting at 155. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, when I was probably 20 years old, when I was actually in good shape, when I lifted weights probably like Dalton did, um, I weighed about 162, and my body fat was so fucking low that I carried nu uh, Nutrigrain bars around with me to class. And between classes, I had to eat one because my blood sugar would drop so low. Supposedly, of course, this is 1999. The doctor said that I had a hypoglycemia and I couldn't store the fucking energy reserves I needed in my fucking fat cells because I didn't have any. It was something seriously like two. Everyone says I'm lying, but I'm not. It was something like 2.8, 2.9% of uh, body fat. And I would get fucking lightheaded probably an hour and a half into a day if I didn't eat a Nutrigrain bar. Oh, I can believe and it. I probably, look, I yeah, probably no. looked like fucking Max does right now. 
probably pretty close <laughs> like in iowa so they actually had to to put it into the uh the regulations for like high school wrestling there was well, high school and middle school wrestling there that you had to have like so at the beginning of the season and then anytime you were going to change weights if you were going to dip below five percent body fat like you had to have your doctor sign off on it because otherwise yeah. you would get to that point like what you were talking about or yeah, you had to carry shit around with you, and it was super dangerous. Yep. My boxing coach was a fucking asshole, and I thought he was full of shit and was a dick to him. And but he was just trying to look out for my best interest. And yeah, he was pretty hardcore about me having to go get checked out. But I still think that I looked. <laughs> I still think when I was that fucking skinny, I looked jacked. And Max just looks like a fucking giant headed bobble doll. But I probably looked like that, I guess. Jesus Christ. Well, maybe, but you were probably like you could also have been carrying a little bit more muscle than he is. Like like he seems to have drained himself even of muscle at this point. He looks like it, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can't think he'd compete at this level if he had. But I don't know. You know, who knows? Well, like one of the worst versions of that, like remember Corey Hill, where yeah, the guy like well, didn't even was, have muscle yeah. on his legs; it was pretty much just a bone leg. Wasn't he a executioner? Stop! Wasn't he like six three, one fifty five, on the way in? Might have even been taller. Yeah, now I want to look that yeah, up. He was six four. He was yeah, fucking he was giant. Bored. I mean, that's just not natural. Corey Hill. Let's what? see. He was probably listed as 6'3. 6'4. So yeah. he's probably a legit 6'3. Whereas the other, like the executioner is probably listed at 6'3, but probably 6'1. It's just, it's yeah. not natural to be ready to walk in and fight and oh, be 6'3 and 155 pounds. That's just not normal. No, not in the slightest. Like I couldn't imagine. I'm 6'1. Like if I. I could not imagine my body at 155 pounds. I don't know where it would go. Well, well, you're built like a truck. I'm one of those light builded dudes where I can, I could be six one and make 155 for sure. But I'm not a stocky guy at all. Never yeah, could you, be. Yeah, that's the funny that's thing a, about the Scandinavian structure. Well, no, no. Seriously though, that's the thing about the OG. Everybody fucking read about is like 6'1", 225, and like 14% body fat. And it's like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Have you ever really been tested? Everybody read about like, oh, I'm 6'2", 235 pounds. Oh, okay. You you a linebacker for the fucking New York Giants? No, I just kind of work out occasionally. And I'm 13% body fat at that height and weight. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, you plus they got, you know, foot long dicks and millions of dollars yeah. in the bank and Yep. I know. Three girlfriends that are tens. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which I don't disbelieve a lot of that shit, but it's just kinda like, you know, the numbers. Yeah, well somebody pops into a thread, like twenty nine posts in. I'm six three, two hundred and twenty nine pounds. 14.5% body fat. No, you're not. And if you are, it's because whatever fucking body fat test you have taken is 
completely full of shit. Man, I thought this fight would be a, as Joe Rogan would say, a slobber knocker, but it just hasn't been there yet. Now, I wonder if they'll continue to open up a little bit more and more. I think their footwork is just too good on both sides. And it seems like Max has, Max has kind of at least gotten rid of a little bit of that hole to where he didn't eat all those calf kicks early like he did in the first fight. But uh, Yeah, but I haven't seen well. anything. haven't seen anything that's been really decisive or... It looks like a shitty got a uh, shitty fucking kickboxing match to be honest, which is isn't that the criticism nowadays of MMA? A lot of those fights, yeah. So we had, there was one earlier on the prelims. It was the fight before the uh, before the Vulcan Ozdemir fight. It was uh, <sighs> Dos Santos versus some Russian or. I don't even remember the names anymore, but two guys known for like spinning shit yeah. were stand-up guys. And that turned out just being a boring as shit fight. All they did was danced around. Like, yeah, they're they're technically yeah. great, but like no one's landing anything. Yeah. Hard to criticize guys like that though, really, unless you're, you know, just a rapid fan. But it does make for a boring fucking fight. I don't know. I was arguing with somebody. Remember, maybe it was one of my dad's buddies. Uh, do you guys remember watching um, Randy Couture versus um, Jesus, the Filipino guy, Filipino American? Uh, uh, he fought Tim Sylvia and lost a decision. Jesus, I can't think of his fucking name. I can see his face. Um, Knocked out Frank Mayer, was going to be the next heavyweight champ, and it didn't work out. Um, went to one FC. Uh, Jesus. Are you talking Brandon Vera? Yeah, yeah, my fucking brain's fried. Sorry, Dalton. Yeah, Brandon Vera. Did you see Brandon Vera versus Randy Couture? And wa- Did you actually watch that live before you know the fucking announcers and everybody else could bias your opinion? That was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, Vera got held robbed. him up against. Absolutely robbed. Did Did you really think that? Because I did. I thought he was completely fucking robbed. Yeah, I thought he absolutely won the fight. So when yeah, when that decision came, I thought yeah, that was a little. Seems like judges and just remember two names and judged based on that. Yep, that was the that was towards the end of me being a fan of boxing. I was still married at the time, and my ex wife was really into fighting because she'd grown up with me. And I remember watching that, and it finished. I think it was only three rounds. It was either in non-title, or maybe that was. Yeah, I think it was non-title because I'm pretty sure the next fight after that was for interim belt. But either way, it was a shit decision. I remember watching it, thinking, "Yeah, he's gonna get fucked on this." And I want to say that one of the judges did it 30-27, Randy, and it was just disgraceful. And I remember looking at my ex-wife at the time and saying, okay, MMA is pretty much caught up to boxing now. I'm done. And, of course, you know, that lasted for three months until the next good pay-per-view came on, and I ordered it. One of the big things with MMA, though, is, like, we we got saddled with all these goddamn boxing judges anyway. So everybody already knows, like, how you buy them off. Yep. 
Well, and the worst thing about the 10-point must system is even people like Teddy Atlas, when they were interviewed 20 fucking years ago, used to say that they thought judges should really try to make sure they give a definitive 10-9 round to one of the fighters when, to be honest, a third, maybe a quarter, if not a third of the rounds in most high-level boxing matches should be 10-10. I've been a huge proponent of 10-10 rounds since 99. I remember when Holyfield and Lewis, Lewis boxed their uh, rematch. must have been in March of 99. I had a huge party. And um, Holyfield had gotten a bullshit draw in their first boxing match. And Lewis did deserve that decision. He clearly won seven, eight rounds of that boxing match they had the rematch and i scored at six five one even so i had <laughs> i'm biased obviously but i had holyfield winning that by a point but at worst that was six six but the judges were trying to make up for the bullshit decision in the first boxing match so i think lewis i lewis might have even gotten like a he got at least a 117 111 he might have got a 118 110 in that and it was bullshit but it was guys scoring rounds, which how it's that's how boxing should be scored, based off who they want to win as opposed to who actually won the round. And boxing, I'm all for. It's you know a, a championship match. It's twelve individual matches. You score them that way. You don't look at it. You know pride rules in MMA. You don't look at it at the end, the last round, and say, well, who did I think won this fight, and score it that way. You score it round by round, and that's. Also, why the ten point, ten point must system ten nine in MMA is complete bullshit, because MMA is far more complicated and involves a lot more aspects of fighting than boxing does. That's Absolutely. just my opinion. Well, and we were kind of talking about it earlier. I I may have just been going on a rant about it. That I, yeah, you don't see near enough ten tens. And like back when I was judging around kind of the Midwest. Like, I would judge a lot of fights, and I'd talk to other people that were judges. Some people didn't even know you could give a 10-10. I know. Uh, isn't that fucked up, Dalton? Really? Like, think if you were the guy in the ring at that time, and you found out afterwards when you lost a fucking razor-thin decision, if you heard that, well, one judge didn't know that he could give around 10-10, how fucking pissed would you be? And, hell, I don't know. You might have already been in that position. I never was because I never fought professional MMA. Yeah, generally when I lost, uh, yeah, I probably deserved it. <laughs> yeah, okay, got you. Yeah, I never I'm lost like, a match, uh, professional or amateur, in boxing that I didn't deserve to lose. So, yeah, I hear you. But still, yeah, it is crazy. Like when you were talking to people, you would talk to people afterwards when you would, it's just general stuff you'd end up talking about at the end of the night because you would end up hearing their decisions, you know, read. Yeah. Like, how in the hell yeah. did you come to that decision? And I'd be like, I talk to these people. I'd be like, how did you see that? Like, I saw, you know, whatever round. Like, I couldn't pick a winner, and I've actually done this stuff. You're just like a fan or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah. I, I, I guess this person might. Like, yeah, it was super close. I'm like, then why didn't you give it a ten ten? They're like, is that a thing? I thought I had to give yeah. a ten and a nine or lower. I was never really all in. On the fighting thing, I was always kind of a the dude that knew he had some kind of a backup, you know, whatever that meant at the time. 
But the guys that did, you feel bad for them when you hear shit like that because a win or loss completely changes the trajectory of their life. And people don't value that. And they think like, oh, okay, he lost the split decision or, oh, he won a split decision. Look at fucking Masvidal. When would he have been fighting tonight, you know, for a title? If he, I think he, I believe of his last like 10 fights, I think five of them have been a loss by split decision. Maybe he would have been here four years ago, three years ago. And that's the thing nobody's looking at tonight. He's 35. That's the thing that I worry about the most is he's been training for this, and uh, I've made my opinion pretty clear that I don't think if he loses tonight it has anything to do with his weight cut, and I still don't even after that shit they posted today <laughs> uh, with him looking like he's going to die you know, with a towel wrapped around him. I don't care. I think he made weight just fine. If he loses today, it's not going to be because of that. It's going to be because Usman's a better fighter, which he is. Um but yeah, just how fucked up, you know, he should have been making really good money a couple of years ago. Yeah, if you look back at his record, so yeah, his loss to Stephen Thompson was a unanimous decision. But before that, he had a split decision loss. It was to yeah. split decision loss to Lorenz Larkin, split decision to Benson Henderson, split decision to Ally Aquinta. So yeah, like most of his losses are that split decision of. Now, what the How fuck? many rounds is this fight? This championship be three, fight. Sly. So it's or yeah, my bad. Oh, sorry, five. Okay. It and it's ninety. It's one of those fights. It's ninety nine percent chance to go the distance. Because Max can take a fucking hit like a drunkard getting smashed in the face with a baseball bat. Yeah, this he's a lot like when we were watching. Yeah, like when we were watching Tony just get beat to shit. Like, Max is the same guy. Yep. But I'm with you with Masvidal. Yeah, I don't think he... I don't think he's the better fighter at all. I would love to watch him win just for the story of this. 17 years so, in, me, he gets the title shot. Me too, man. I'm, I'm pulling for him completely. I just said from the moment they knew this was going to happen that you know, like if I make if I'm put in a position where I have to make a call in a fight, I go with my degenerate gambler uh, inside and go with who I think is actually going to win. That's that's like the best way to remove your emotions from um, betting on who you think is going to win a fight is by who if you had to bet your life savings on it, who do you think is going to win? And yeah, I just if I had to bet money, I'd put my money on Usman by uh, probably 50-45 or possibly a fourth or fifth round TKO. Yeah, but everyone's totally totally sleeping on Ma, uh, Usman's, or I'm sorry, as Jay would say it, what, is, what do you say? Uh, Usman. Usman. Usman's um, <laughs> his fucking clinch game. His clinch game is top notch. I saw some retards on the OG trying to say that that's how Usman uh, I'm sorry, Masvidal was going to win the fight. It's his superior clinch game and it's like, have you not watched Usman fight? His fucking clinch game is top notch and he's got the upper body of a fucking light heavyweight. He does have kind of skinny calves and stuff but 
he's got enough leg muscle to make his legs work in a mixed martial arts match. And his upper body is built like a fucking light heavyweight. So good luck with that. Well, he's you know, got if, that. If Masvidal, he's got that. Masvidal kind of- needs to throw. Masvidal needs to throw hooks, going into the clinch, and then especially breaking out of the clinch. When he pushes off with both hands on his shoulders, he needs to throw hooks, and he needs to throw wide hooks, wide wide hooks. <coughs> My bet. <coughs> but quick to land him, and I think maybe the jab. He might need to mix it up and sneak in a left jab, then throw a left hook right afterwards, and he can probably win, but I don't see him winning in the clinch other than him breaking free and punching off the break. Yeah, I'm saying we'll same that. with you. Like, I think Usman has the decided advantage Like once they are in that range where you can grab a hold of someone. <laughs> and part of that is, is like you talked about, yeah, he doesn't necessarily have like the biggest legs, but he has that he has that deceptive wrestler strength in that manner because he's been a wrestler so long. You'll see a lot of these top-level wrestlers, they don't necessarily have huge legs, but like when they decide to use momentum and, and use their kind of use their body, like they can throw anyone and they have way more strength than you think they have. <laughs> yep. That's uh, I went in and wrestled with some high-level guys. When I was 19, I think I hadn't wrestled in probably two years, and I was kind of a workout freak, but I was also a drunk at that point in time. So I went in. They asked me to come by. I was hungover like a motherfucker, and I went in, and it was Greco. Uh, they were practicing Greco for whatever reason. I don't fucking know. I wasn't told that was what was going to happen, and I had enough leg strength to pick a dude up and throw him repeatedly using mostly my uh, right, I guess my right thigh for that press. And it worked fine for me, and they couldn't believe how strong I was. I'm like, I don't even work out my legs, man. What the fuck? So functional strength on that stuff. Sly, where do you live again? Did you hear that? Uh, San Diego. Just now. Yes, I did. Yeah, I heard it. For real. It shook my house. I'm in Southeast Michigan. Did you get right now? Did you uh, did you get a rainstorm about 10, 12 hours ago that you thought was going to blow your house over? No, just a little bit of rain, a little sprinkle. Okay. Well, my bad. Anyway, yeah. Actually, there was zero rain then. I, I was, you know, prepping for a bunch of people that came over. I was, you know, cleaning up. I was outside. Yeah. I'm probably 75, 80 miles south, southeast of where that hit. It was really fucking bad here. And that was pretty horrific just now. Um, anyway, my bad, Dalton. Did you hear it through, my, sure was through my microphone or something? No, it was here. And I know you're pretty close to where I am. Okay, all right. So and I was like, Damn, it my you whole scared me. Home. I was like, how the fuck did he know that? Oh, well, it just shook my place like, to the fucking foundation, is he, man. Is Homelander going to knock on the door in a minute? And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on I'm a concrete just... slab right now, and it just fucking vibrated my couch. Bad. <clears throat> anyway, 
sorry about that, Dalton. I'm trying to get back in here. I can't. I got to find a different stream. Luckily, you're between rounds, so uh, yeah, we're still we're still moving. Yeah, I, this I saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that Holloway just looks. So Thanks, Macy. Right that that that's like a worst case scenario stream. But thank you, Macy. In the chat. What is this story? I don't know either. How's the cough home? Not good, team. <laughs> it's better than it was. Yeah. Well, it was a lot better. Until I went and did slave work for my dad in fucking 95 degrees, 117 degrees uh, heat index. I'm not really meant to breathe humid air at this point in time, Sly. I should have moved Sucks. to the fucking southwest 13 years ago when I had a chance. Fuck this shit. If you ever grew up in the, uh, think they call it, I'm watching the fight at the same time. Max looks like a fucking bobblehead doll. Um, uh, near the o the Ohio River Valley, and you ever planted a tree, you would get. Um, Sorry, not trying to be PJ here, but I'm kind of trying to watch the fight at the same time since this is the biggest fight of the card for me. I'm just uh, trying to get my shit back up. I'm listening, but I'm clicking away here. It's okay. We're used to, uh, in the main events of the decent cards. Yeah, half yeah. people that call in are used to actually like doing this kind of thing. So, yeah, we kind of get a little bit engrossed with what's actually going on and not whatever we're yapping about. Fuck it. I'm going down to get on a computer. Fuck this. Yeah, go, dude. This looks like it's going to be a 49-46, 49-46, 48-47 decision that's going to end up being uh, ammunition enough for people in Max's camp to say he was robbed and people in Volkanovsky's camp to say it was a decisive and most likely be one of those fights where you go, eh, yeah, okay, all right. And then eight years from now, everyone will just assume Volkanovsky won. That's the sad part about losing a fucking split decision in the UFC. If you look back even 2008, 2009, 2010, you just remember like so-and-so beat so-and-so. And you don't remember, like, well, actually, it was pretty much dead fucking even. If you look at most uh, decision victories that are uh, definitive based on a split decision by the announcer, most of them really aren't clear. Uh, there, aren't a cl there isn't a clear-cut winner. Well, Max is tuning it up all of a sudden. Yeah, generally the only time you see those split decisions that actually were relatively one-sided – it's that one that you just have the one judge that got everything completely the fuck wrong. Yeah. The There's worst, and I've seen, it on, I've seen it on the OG since I've been on there, is when some fucking retard thinks a fucking split decision means that a judge scored it two to one for the winner. 
So you see like three two to one scores to you know, two rounds to one on a three round fight, and they'll call that a split decision. And it's like, no, you fucking retard. It's a unanimous unanimous decision. Okay, well Max just lost this now. Yeah, that takedown. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, I see the same thing. Or they'll like start arguing about a fight that ends up, you know, they'll look finally. at it and they'll see that it was a unanimous decision. They'll be like, no, that deserved to be a split decision. It's like, that's not how scoring works. Yeah. I know. It was bad enough in boxing, you know, 20 years ago. It's fucking insufferable in MMA. Yeah, they need to figure something out. And I, I don't necessarily think it's the right call just saying, hey, you should score more 10-8s. 10-8s and, 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 like I said, 10-8s ten, and 10-10s. Ten 10-7s? Ten Jesus Christ. I mean, it's so fucking stupid the way it's set up. It's like, okay, in bo- even in boxing, try to find a round that was scored lower than 10-7. Okay, then why, what, why isn't it 4-0? Why isn't the, the point system 4-0? Okay, 4-3, 4-2, 4-1. Why is it fucking 10? Unless you can take 10 points, nine, at least 9 points away from the loser, why is it a 10-point must system? Exactly. You know, and look right. back to like, the, yeah, the, the 50s, 40s, 30s, especially the 20s and 10s, Jack Dempsey era, good luck finding a round ever scored under 10-8. So why the fuck is it ten, a 10-point must system? It's just bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, that's absolutely a great point. That's, there's there's literally no such thing as a 10-5. There are rounds that should probably be 10-0. Absolutely. I think I've maybe seen the 10-6 once ever, and that's you're talking like 30-plus years of diehard boxing fan here, and I think I've seen the 10-6 once ever, and I couldn't tell you what match that was, but it was probably in the early 90s. But 10-7 is rare enough. I've probably seen that a grand total of six or seven times. So, yeah, get under a 10-8. It's a fucking lottery win. It's bullshit. When you see that so in those decisions that you kind of were talking about, is you'll have a guy come out, say it's the first round, completely destroys a guy within seconds of stopping him, just dominates, still only gets a 10-9 because most judges don't get any, anything lower than a 9 and then loses the next two rounds in razor-thin fashion, and all of a sudden that guy lost a fight. You're just thinking, what the hell is going on? If you want to see a really good example of that, that raises a legitimate argument, it's the first match between um, Manny Pacquiao and Juan Manuel Marquez. Must have been 2002, maybe earlier. But the first boxing match between uh, Manny Pacquiao and Juan Manuel Marquez, Manny knocked him down, I want to say, three times in the first round, and he got a 10-7 score that round. And then after that, the argument is that uh, Marquez beat him, you know, on rounds versus rounds. But when you look at the entire fight, well, who did more damage to who? Well, obviously, Manny did more damage to Manny. Manuel, whatever the fuck. And yeah, their names get confusing at that point. Um, but anyway, Marquez Pacquiao, the first match, Pacquiao, I believe, got a split decision or a draw. I don't remember for certain. 
because that was when I was kind of like, oh, I'm done with boxing. Fuck this scoring bullshit. Yeah, scoring in, in sports like this is just fucking insane. And part of it evens out a little bit, at least in boxing, because you are dealing with 12 rounds. So fucking yep, up one definitely. round isn't as bad. But if you look at a three-round fight, goddamn. I know. That's where I was really like, ah, okay, I'm cutting loose of this shit. When you got 12 three-minute rounds, you can kind of work it out, score it in a way, and they lie about it. But every every dude that's scoring a match has kind of an idea of how it's pretty much gone after seven or eight rounds. And then he scores those rounds based on how his interpretation was of the seven, the first seven or eight rounds. They say otherwise they're fucking lying. That's just how it works. So in a boxing match, you kind of get that time to even it out. If you want to dial it up, you know, like, oh, he's got to turn it on now. Okay, yeah, well, it's the eighth round. Well, try turning it on now when it's, you know, what, four minutes and 55 seconds of the second round, and you got a three-round MMA fight. Right. I couldn't imagine trying to do that. Fuck that. I'd be like, yeah, I'm done. Fuck it. Do whatever I can. That's the biggest – that's the funniest fucking thing about all these fight sports is when you hear some guy saying, like, thinking it's a fucking video game. You know, like, oh, there's two, two minutes and 55 seconds left in the third round. It's a three-round fight. He should really have more energy than that right now. Like, have you ever been in there? <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean he should have more energy than he does right now? Try it yourself. Most people would be like, okay, I'm done. They'd wave their left hand, you know, if they're right hand, and be like, okay, yeah, I, I, I submit. I'm done. Yeah, it's a it's a completely different fucking world. Yeah, and I've never even done pro MMA, but I can only imagine from what I have done that fuck that. Yeah, I quit. <laughs> okay, you're gonna quit and get two thousand dollars now, or you can quit uh, eight minutes from now and have your nose broken, your ear popped, and um, possibly a broken orbital. Yeah, I'll take my two grand now. I'll just go ahead and walk out of here now. Yeah, I think more people actually need to do uh, understand a little bit of that. You see that a lot of that with like the fighters. Like you had that a while back. God, which fight was that? The fight that they should have stopped. Yeah, they've had a bunch of fights now that they should have stopped, like between rounds, and just let these guys get fucking beat. Yeah. To shit. Oh, uh, he didn't. He claimed he didn't want it to stop, but uh, um. Uh, I want to say Anthony. Anthony's not the right name. Uh, Lionheart. Lionheart Smith. Yeah, Anthony Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Saying he doesn't want to. It's like, uh, goddamn, you got to step in at some point. Like, I think it's, I think at least yeah. from like your corners perspective, like when I cornered people, it's been, God, obviously ages now since I've done that. Like, it's more, I'm going to stop the fight if I know you can't win. Versus, I'm going to stop the fight when you've already lost. Yeah, I agree completely. And in their defense, like when you're the fighter, you you really don't feel that way. You 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 say retarded shit like I'm gonna be taking out my shield. But when you're the guy looking out for him, I don't have the that experience that you do in as far as MMA goes. But in boxing, it's like. Okay, um, we have like one tenth of a one percent chance to win here if you knock him out, and that's you know obviously not going to happen. 
So how about you not take – and everyone looks at it like, oh, how many shots has he taken to the head? Oh, wow, he's taken 48 shots to the head. Uh, you know, 27 of them are clean. And then he moved around and blah, blah, blah. What it, like take one more shot clean, motherfucker. When you're already fucking dizzy, you've been punched and you're fucking exhausted, take one more punch from a dude that's the same size as you that knows how to throw how to throw a fucking punch and be like, yeah, well – Seven more of those are acceptable, or five more of those are acceptable. Get hit with one of them. Fuck that. That's I'm I don't corner anybody anymore because I have that opinion. But it's just you know it's kind of like you're not going to get rich off this. So how about we just pack it up and go home and try to fight somebody else on another day that you can beat. Well, yeah, let's probably sounds like holding out pussy, but. Whatever. It's not though. Like, why are you holding out hope for that one percent shot, rather than stopping now and making it to where, hey, you could actually have five more fights to the end of your career if you wanted to, or I could let you go out yeah. there and let you beat rounds out of your body. I know. I. But at the same time, you know, I feel bad for like saying, hey, we should just you know pack it up. I don't know. It's just, it's an unforgiving game, man. Uh, you know, we're watching these guys right now, or, or we're about to. They're one tenth of one percent of one tenth of one percent that are going to fucking make it to that point. And everybody competes in this shit thinking they're going to be there. And it's just, you know, not going to happen for the vast majority of them. Actually, speaking of that, holy shit, guys, we are seven minutes away from this thing blowing up. So I'm going to close this down and pull it right back up uh, so we don't cut out right in the middle of the main event. So let me go ahead and end this. I will pull the next one up in the next probably 60 seconds here. So okay. good.